What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 227. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined today by one less than usual, but we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. So, Mr. Hoaglaw, you know him well. Lawyers, dragons, head hangouts, and headlines. I'm going to get this right. Virtual legality, all the content. He is here. He's ready. He's a little, uh, little under the weather a little bit, but we're going to push through. <laughs> I appreciate it, Ains. I'm happy to be here. I had to, I was a little distracted there as we opened because I had to make sure that Dan in the chat was blocked for five minutes. Uh, so we took care of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was, I just, he banned himself. Said, I yeah. just jokingly said, it says deleted by season gaming, which means I have not taken the controls away from Hogue, which is a dangerous proposition. He's blocked for five minutes. He'll be back. He's playing Hitman. He'll run a Hitman banana run in that five minutes. <laughs> i'm sitting here looking like he was blocked by season gaming i didn't do that who has the power to do that i forgot i gave that to hoag at one point that's right all I right the controls here <laughs> and of course mr Ty guy travis looking more dapper than usual this morning and by the way that hair is getting taller every week my friend yeah it's uh short now so it's even more unruly than normal it's fantastic <laughs> it, my life is so terrible mcclunky <laughs> Hello. I am feeling over the weather. I'm looking down on the people of the world with godlike judgment. I don't know. What does over the weather mean? I don't know. I really understand any of this. Uh, yeah. Getting away from you. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a good show today. We um, So Dan is out this week and apparently for an extra five minutes on top of that. He um, has a family thing with the Kansas City Chiefs today. So big football area here in KC, and he's got a thing going on with that. So he will not be here. But the three of us are here, and we've got uh, quite a few games to talk about. So we've got God of War Ragnarok, of course. We've got Sonic Frontiers, which these guys have been raving about in the DMs. We're going to talk about that. We've got uh, a little game called Vampire Survivors, which is taking Twitter by nice. storm. Uh, I've got the Halo Winter update I can talk to everyone about, and uh, we've also got a little bit of news on Hogwarts Legacy and Control 2, so we'll get into all of that. But before we do that, a couple quick things to just mention. First is um, that we have introduced channel memberships here at Season Gaming. Um, so you can find a bigger update on the site and on our Patreon announcement, uh, as well as our Discord if you're there. But we are actually kind of reverse, not reversing, changing course in the sense of uh, we're moving away from Patreon and we're moving directly to channel memberships on YouTube. So if you uh, enjoy our coverage and you enjoy some of the videos we do, interviews, topics, things like that, there's uh, just two simple tiers and the uh, the 499 tier will give you early access to vids here and there um, of the things that used to be on Patreon. So appreciate all of you who have signed up already. And, uh, you know, hope that interests you. Reach out to me um, if you have anything to say about it. All right. Um, so Sardinisms, who uh, poses some really good questions for us, sent me one just this morning, which I wanted to pose to you guys this morning, because I know sure. this is a good question for the three of us, because I know, generally speaking, how busy the three of us are, uh, content production, families, and uh, in the case of uh, Travis in particular, doing a lot of different gaming coverage uh often so what she said to us is um how do you structure your game time and prioritize games that you are happy with and how much you play and what you play even if you have limited time so i kind of that's worded strangely but basically how do we prioritize um you know getting through the games one that or you know we feel we 
have to play, I guess, in the case of me and Travis for coverage. Uh, but then also the things we just simply enjoy playing when, you know, so much else going on in life. Prioritize is an interesting word for me there. <laughs> I would say games are about last. Games are that, okay, now we've got through everything. We've done our work. We've made our content. We've, we've hung out with our wife, our kids, whatever it might be. And then, you know, maybe you have nine to 11 <laughs> in, in my house to play games. Um, so you find time, you, you work around things. Uh, for me, I actually want to know the answer to this question from Travis, although part of it is he has not been fruitful and multiplied, uh, which right. changes some of the equation. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Well, I never will. But the uh, honestly, my answer is kind of sad, which is that I've cut everything out of my life to make room for this. So, like, you know, I don't have family or friends or loved ones, really. Uh, so my life is super easy to manage when it comes to playing video games. Um the uh <laughs> no, the the real answer is uh is that uh i'm i'm not a big sleeper and uh i'm really good with schedules and day planning that's sort of my thing and i i uh when i have a review it feels like work so it's like you got to hit the deadline you got to you got to get on it and so i make time for that to happen um and i really like work and i don't stop and some of what i said is true about not really having loved ones like it makes it a lot easier right and you don't have like a family you have to visit all the time and kids you have to worry about and so i just have more time on my hands to do this sort of stuff but i'm actually extremely busy because i fill all that that void with just like work that's what i just try to do so um yeah it's uh it's you know you, you gotta choose what's important to you in life and i've chosen the things I care about. And I have people <laughs> in my life who support me, like my fiance, who's pretty much my partner in crime through all of this. She's also a workaholic. So she just is also working all the time. And it just, we enable each other in the worst kind of way. It's fantastic. I was going to say, I think, you know, you're recently engaged. Obviously, we told that story here. By the way, we're still waiting on video. So get that yeah, together. That's actually um, something that's on my agenda is to, to cut that video. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been on, it's been on my 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 cork board a sticky note for a while <laughs> <laughs> but from what uh from what we've talked about obviously as you said is that she obviously you know that's part of what brought you two together is kind of the love for video games the industry this type yep. of stuff so that just seems to work out and without getting too kind of soft i think it's obviously important especially you know for people like hogan and i have been married a long time and have children and stuff that your partner has to be on board with the things you do uh i mean so if they're not uh, that can be problematic, at least in my experience. But um, yeah, for me, it's uh, it's always a balance. And as Travis says, just prioritization in the sense of I have removed the other things in my life that mattered less to me so that I have more time to work on what I enjoy, which is season gaming and coverage and, you know, this bitcast and anything else I do. I had a community night last night at Halo, which was a lot of fun. Um, so it's just, yeah, you got to prioritize what's important to you. Um, and I think that it's also good to have a little introspection here and there. I think that sometimes we get in the uh, motions of doing things, even for years in our lives, that if you take a step back and look and you think, why am I still doing this? I don't really care about this as much as I once did, or this doesn't bring me the enjoyment that it used to. Don't be afraid to cut those things out. You don't need them. Yeah. It's too short. So. Or in my case, liking too many things and then having to just pick your your top three at any given time. You know, yeah. like there's some things I've had to say goodbye to that I was like, damn, if in another world I would have spent all my time doing this, but you know, 
comedy was one of those for me. Like I did it for like 10 years. And then after a while I was like, yeah, I don't have time. I just have mm. to say bye to something. So yeah. I've listened to you a lot. It's probably a good choice. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was going to be more positive than that. You brought your comedy stylings to the bit cast, but uh, yeah, yeah, you can you can practice a skill in multiple ways, but stand up is very unique. I'm, I'll miss it. I always do. <laughs> that would have been. I I honestly, it all jokes aside, I would love to have seen a clip or video of you doing stand-up. So if that's out there somewhere and you just haven't told us about it. Yeah, it kind of uh, is, but I don't know, man. Yeah, just... yeah. Me, me, Hogan, Dan yeah. need to see this. So yeah. um, <laughs> so thank you for that uh, question, Sardinus. Appreciate you. Uh, as I just mentioned, thank you, Tao, and thank you, Midnight Dreary, very much for becoming channel members. Greatly appreciate you. Um, so thank you very much. And we got a super chat early here from Googleman81, and he's not just doing a sticker. This week, we've got a five euro super chat from Google Man. Favorite roguelike light that isn't vampire survivors? Moon Crash. Mm. That was quick. That was that's, quick. That's, that's good easy one. for me yeah. on that one. Can I say Hades and just be like a super basic bitch? Or no, but Hades not... is a great answer. You can yeah. be as basic as you want. That's the problem with great answers and basic accusations, right? <laughs> yeah. I also really like Monster Train. That is probably one of my favorite. Um, favorite card-based roguelikes slay the spire is really good there's a lot of good roguelites out there there's a lot of bad ones too yeah there's a lot that's the thing yeah. there's so many of them now mm -hmm. uh monster train is one that uh our reviewer at sg loved i mean he raved about that it's game. Monster so Train's good. good oh my god it's addictive monster train is game slay the spire like evolution i mean like that's yeah yeah it's really good. yeah for me i would say uh rogue legacy has been mine uh rogue legacy oh, probably game. two now that two is better that's than the one. og that was the original roguelite you i know that. and it was fantastic i played the hell out of that game <laughs> you, can't, you can't it's called roguelike i can't i can't <laughs> you really caught hogue off off uh off uh i don't I just, know the word on the floor. rogue legacy is not the original rogue game no it's roguelite they came out the roguelite genre because before there was the roguelike games, which were no progression systems. And then they came up with the novel idea that there's sort of a middle ground where you have progression. I, there's you're, you're telling me and I can't verify this sitting here that you think rogue legacy is the only game to add progression to a rogue ra random variable framework. Between, I mean, that's what between that's, the release of rogue and the release of rogue legacy. That is certainly what they are. Uh, accoladed with like that's like like a known thing like oh yeah they were the original rogue roguelite game and then and then they did it there was a wave of every other company wanting to do it and then when rogue legacy 2 came out it was like oh the ogs are back with their take on what roguelite 2 is i did uh, a quick google while you guys were talking and i don't I, i'm not verifying anything feel free chat to check us on this someone says was spelunky the first rogue light to Travis's point, and some the response is Spelunky might be the first roguelite, but Rogue Legacy is the first that used roguelite in its actual description of its gameplay mechanics. There you go. So, so they, whatever. they, I guess they, they, they coined the broke phrase. The, okay, they, they coined, they coined <laughs> the genre sense. or whatever. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's, it's definitely accolade. <laughs> I'm sure there are games that maybe accidentally stumbled upon it, but I think they're the first one to do it intentionally. With like that was kind of the, I don't know yeah, about maybe they're the first one to market yeah. it is what I'll give them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But I, yeah, Rogue Legacy 2 is mine. Uh, Tando in the chat says Dead Cells. Uh, Rogue Legacy, 
Uh, I mean, Dead Cells is, is fine if that's your pick. Uh, Rogue Legacy came now. out before Dead Cells, the first I'm one. telling you, like, in the, at, like, the, the, the Macintosh PC era, you know, using random assets and having progression existed. Uh, so, I... Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess you have to figure out what makes it a rogue light. Uh, what's funny is my editor in chief has a super hard definition of what a rogue light is versus a rogue like, and is constantly getting people on it when they call one game one thing versus another. He's like, "No, this is the definition of our you know, He's a very specific uh, kind of thing. All it needs is meta progression between runs. I mean, like that's what light means versus like, right? Yeah, but the rogue. Yeah, but rogue yeah. can't be your standard because rogue legacy is nothing like rogue. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm I'm saying I think it's the it's the mix of two. It's the rogue mechanics with the light progression. So it's a it's a pretty specific formula, I would say. Now you know what's funny is now you see rogue lights and you're like, that's now far and away the more popular format than the oh, original it's a better. rogue likes. Yeah, it's like a better a better. So it's kind of it's kind of funny when somebody. Says I don't even think it's a like, useful distinction because I can't name a rogue like that exists in 2022. You know, actually, I looked this up, and there are a couple, but they're super rare. There's like, yeah, okay. there's like maybe six in the past five years, and then Rogue Lights. There's like a hundred. You know, yeah, like way, way Who more. Who doesn't so. want a little meta progression, a little nod yeah. for their place? Well, I actually, I could tell you, some Steam reviewers really don't want meta progression because <laughs> I looked it up, and I was, they were like, "This is real stuff. This is what we're looking for. Who needs, you know, progression where it makes it easy?" And I'm like, "Yo, chill." There are chill, dozens bro. of them. Dozens. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> some steam, yeah. the, the, the sentence that starts some Steam reviewer said something <laughs> with the X in brackets yeah. is just true. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. It should have been in uh, black and white. All right, man. Enter the Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. Uh, Binding of Isaac. I really like one. Skull, the uh, Hero Slayer, where you play Skull. the Skeleton Boy. Yep. 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 That's a great game. <clears throat> Google, man. Thank it. you for the uh, super chat. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. Nice. All right, uh, so why don't we jump over to what we're currently playing? Uh, obviously, uh, we have kind of two big things to talk about. Um, I, I, let's actually start with Sonic because Travis, you did the review of Sonic for Tears for IGN. I know that uh, <laughs> Oak has been playing it and enjoying it. I think more than you expected. I have not I played did, it. So I did review skill. Talk, talk to me about this game, guys. Um, yeah. So Sonic Frontiers is. Uh, the weirdest game I've played this year. Uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's great. Um, the, like it's one of those games where it, I gave it a seven out of 10, which I think is the right score for that game. But I feel like with a couple changes, improvements, like I so, so, so badly want Sega to stick with this formula because I see the sequel as being a potential 10 out of 10, if they make the right moves and right adjustments and they work on optimization of the game and that sort of stuff. But like it is, just pure fun. It throws a million different things at you that you are not expecting. Every couple hours, you, they have you do something where you're just like, what game even is this? What am I playing? Uh, and uh, it is super silly and uh, carefree. It kind of feels just like a, a, just a carefree game. They said no bad ideas and they said no to no ideas. They just were like, like, sure, put it in the game. F fishing mini games fine throw it in the game uh you know stuff like that and uh the result is sort of like a unbelievably sonic game it is just it's so sonicy uh and and it's 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 fun even even when i would say probably 40 percent of their ideas don't work and the game really runs poorly in the open world but 
you know, it, what were you playing this thing on, Travis? PS5. So was, was so am I. I I'm PS3. gonna have to disagree. You're just you're you're really upset about the pop in. Is that what you're on? The the pop in is bad, and it gets worse the longer you play, especially if you level your speed up to 99 and you have max rings all the time, uh, which is you know. I was just farming the ring so I could get max speed because if you do the psi loop, you just get you know coins constantly. It's kind of a, a hack. Um, and then uh, you know running know, it, running what kind of crazy person is just making loops and collecting rings. But there you go. Yeah. Now actually, yeah. I do know what kind of crazy person. It's me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can just do it real quick. You're like, oh, I'm a hundred rings short, and you just go boop 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 boop, and then you get your rings like in ten seconds, and then you just run super fast. But I have not been yeah. having. I, I actually am pretty impressed by the smoothness of the performance, but like. It definitely has. You get poppin'. the popping though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. There, no, there's absolutely popping. Yeah. But you know, as a seasoned gamer here, it's like, yeah, no, this is not worse than it has ever been. And uh, yeah, I, it's so Travis. Travis <laughs> just leaning on it so sonicky, which means nothing is so true though. I can't improve on that analysis. You you go in there. My my strongest feeling from Sonic Frontiers is that they did it. This this is this is like decades in the making. This is Mario going from Mario side scroller to Mario 64 and it took them yeah. forever. Forever because it's nonsensical. You say what is a Sonic world really? It's like roller coasters in the sky and springs and monsters and you're like, "All right, let's just screw it. We kept trying to make this real or make sense. Forget it. Let's just put it in there like it was in the 2D land." And yeah, that's it. That's all it is. It's an amusement park, but it's one that is fast and fun. And they had no idea how to market it. Their marketing was god awful on this. There is so much in this game that they just wanted to keep a secret. And that's the reason why this morning, if you wake up and you see that they're selling it for like half price, thirty nine dollars on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, it's like, well, this is my. This might be. This might wind up my favorite Sonic game ever. And I, it's, I, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm I'm pretty close. How yeah, long I is it, Travis? How big is it? 15 hours. Um, okay. 15, 20 hours. If you do everything, it's probably longer. But Hogue is exactly right with they didn't want to spoil anything. And I think that they maybe did that to their detriment because the embargo was ridiculous. The embargo was you can't show cutscenes. Wait, what? You can't show, you know, the Which there are a Sonic. lot of, by the way. Sonic, there's despite a being silly and nonsensical, it wants to tell you a silly, nonsensical story <laughs> yeah, all the really time. Does. Yeah, it does. There's lots of like talking, just heads and people just having conversations about life as, as you know, pink hedgehogs do. Uh, it's, it's so silly. Yeah. They try to play into like the Sonic cartoon. It's yeah, like, it's, uh, I think it's the the um the comics because the writer is the guy who writes the comics for okay. Sonic. So Sega finally gave the uh, Sonic or sorry, Sega gave the Sonic storytelling job to an American person who works on the comics for the first time in forever. Cause I think it's typically been lots of Japanese writers who've had it forever. And they were like, screw it. Our fans really like this comic book, dude. We're just going to have him write the story. And I think he does a really good job with it. Um, even, even though it's nonsensical and weird and you're kind of like, what is this? I'm so it's confused. Not bad. Yeah. It's I not mean, bad. None of it is bad. It's just very much, you know, look, I sit here every week and say, man, I wish they made games like they used to. This is a game like they used to. <laughs> I mean, like this is this is cutscenes out of nowhere. Amy just starts talking about existentialism. You'll just be you'll you'll then you'll fish with Big the Cat and his thoughts on fishing and like all of this stuff. While also in the in the open world, which is separate from a lot of the gameplay, which they hid pretty good. 
um, then they it, then you've just got this amusement park set up where you have to collect whatever it is on any given island, which they also way didn't too many collectibles. Share. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. I, so you, you, you open up the map, and if you think Ubisoft maps are bad, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And they're they're yeah they do a really bad job of explaining what you need for what, and there's the like loops. way too many currencies. And yeah, yeah. Just like that's the thing is like it, it. The reason I think it deserves a seven is because of the lack of polish and the fact that a lot of their ideas are just like they they were almost so experimental it was never going to be like a you know a nine out of ten game, but. I love the fact that they tried and they just did. They just went out there. And I, I, I legitimately think that the sequel, I really hope they stick with this format, which, you know, they might not based on the price cuts and the stuff. They're going to blame the game when it's actually the way that they sold it. Uh, the marketing which, is awful. Yeah, I have so many people thing. in my comments when I go out there and say Sonic Frontiers is awesome. They're like, is there enough content? It looks like just empty open worlds, blah, 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 blah. I was like, there's an actual Sonic game in there that they didn't tell you about. Uh, yeah. there, there's 2d 3d levels the full game in there full yeah. levels awesome stuff ridiculous travis's best line and i don't remember whether it was his twitter or whether it was in the review is like it's a it's a it's a long lost dreamcast game i mean it's it, it, it's got that vibe if you could you know plug in a chow garden it would it yep. would totally fit in with all of this yeah uh, it feels like they took the sonic adventure 2 team and were like here's a ps5 to build a game on and they were like oh, all right well well, let's go crazy, guys. Let's get to work. And then you let Sonic control real well. And then the reason that there is that smattering of, of icons is that anything you can jump on, anything you see, anything you can lock on to, anything you can uh, you know, get on a rope and, and swing for is going to have some kind of benefit to you, right? So the, the open world is, hey, do you see a rail? <laughs> go nuts. And probably we're going to give you an icon at the end. And that icon, you're going to need 150 of them to open up the next cutscene, And you're going to need that cutscene to open up the next level. And you're going to need that level to open up the next Chaos Emerald. And like it, it sequences like that. But I find myself playing it for, you know, two hours at a time. Now, I will tell you, Travis just told you 15 hours. I can't say that all the islands are the same length. But I think I'm trending right now to 50. So. Wait, what? Yeah, you spent, I'm, on, you spent I'm 13 hours, hours in on Island 2. What? What the hell are I'm you just, doing? I'm I'm running around getting tokens, having fun. Wow. Okay. I'm. I'm uh, you know, yeah. Uh, so they're they're not all the, the same length. Like, yeah. One of the islands is basically just like a throwaway. It's like uh, this is a five minute island. Yep. It's not and if that's the case, then that 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 would that would yeah. lower that number. Yeah. Also, the final, third final island, island. A lot of people's opinion of the game went down in the third island because the third island, uh, let's just say, its design it comes into conflict with Sonic's speed and the idea that you want to run around an open area. To me, the desert is the best one because it it works so well because you're just going hanging. up and down dunes and you're like, oh, I'm the super fast hedgehog. And then Island Three, they're like, here's a series of tiny islands that aren't connected and you you can't go over water to get to them and there's not a good way to navigate around and you're just like, oh, I just want to be Sonic and run around, you know. So, well. Um, Travis yeah. is constantly telling me that wherever I am in a game, it gets worse from there. So this, no, is, really it, different. this it, is no different it, from it, the oh, usual it, for Travis. It, di it dips and then it goes back up. Five is we're, really we're, By the way, we haven't had a Xenoblade, Xenoblade 3 check in about a month or two. Yeah. Where I was. Yeah, he hasn't touched it, let's be honest. <laughs> I had a lot of good games to play this week, honestly. Sonic yeah, Frontiers yeah, surprised yeah. me. And Travis I, does such a good job. Travis, I buy every damn thing he reviews because he always finds, he always, he always finds like, 
well, this is how this is novel and weird. I'm like, oh, that seems cool. <laughs> and so Sonic Frontiers sounded fantastic from the way he described it, seven out of 10. And I also have a feel now for what Travis's sevens are, which are generally my eights. Uh, and so I have this vibe and I have, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Perhaps my favorite game release of the week? Question mark? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good segue there. Uh, ben, by the way, before I segue, so I'm going to ruin the segue. As you, he said, you guys are going to make me buy Sonic, aren't you? Um, buy I was it now. Just it's on sale. I was going to say, this sounds like a game that like, when I have spare time over the holidays to just veg out and goof off, this sounds like a perfect game to throw on. It is so good. It is such a game. Well it's like, yeah, I just want to run around and go fast and see loops and things like that. There yeah, are so it's many. It's a game that knows it's a game and just wants you to have fun and yeah. doesn't really care about stuff like polish or uh, necessarily being cohesive. They just hodgepodge it all together. My review is entitled Hedge Hodgepodge. And I think that's uh, great... You told us. I think that's well done, sir. Well, well I told done. you that I said it was Sonic Stranding. Uh, it's Sonic so, Stranding. Yes. It does have very... The first island is very... Haunting. Stranding. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> haunting with fog, and you're like, what's going on here? It's kind of weird. It totally um, what did you think of the boss somber. fight? I didn't, uh, I didn't spoil the boss fight, but you've only seen one so far. What did you think of it? I saw one boss fight. I really liked it, but I, I also really like... Um, I guess I really like when they go all in. So you're doing this boss fight and like all of that, if you've ever played Sonic Adventure, if you can remember any of that kind of Dreamcast era of Sonic where like the butt metal comes out and goes nuts while you're flying around as a hedgehog. Like this is the fully Super Saiyan Sonic the Hedgehog experience. Uh, And they have music with lyrics and Sonic the Hedgehog is just a match made in heaven every time they do it. Uh, And so... They go, they go nuts on these boss fights. Nuts. They do. Well, I know uh, a few guys that I talk to in the community are really big Sonic fans. They're out there. Uh, you know, they just adore Sonic. And uh, they seem to be really enjoying this game. So I think that's good. I love yeah. it. It is made so. for Sonic fans. 100%. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll buy it for fifteen bucks next month, and uh, I'll check it out. Uh, Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. Over this is the why we don't get a Sonic Frontiers two. <laughs> I tried, Hogue. I'm trying to, Travis. Hey, I am no, not the reason the right we don't way. get weird games. Believe me. <laughs> There's gonna be freaking Sonic, and he's gonna be an old grizzled father walking through the hallways of a Sonic mythology with his Sonic son saying, "Come here, boy," and we're, that's what we're gonna get. Speaking Dude, of, I'm terrified of a Naughty Dog Sonic game. <laughs> I'm like actually horrified by that prospect. I want it to be the original Sonic movie, Sonic speaking. <laughs> Sometimes when you go fast, life just has a way of passing you by. <laughs> life goes fast. But we I wish we could go back. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine this, the sequel where you take over his knuckles? Oh, no. Yeah. You can, you can, you, can, you might be, you might be able to break the break the sound barrier, but you can't outrun your past. <laughs> it writes itself. It writes, it writes itself. itself. It really does. <laughs> get, the, oh you get the world saddest, slowest Green Hill Zone One song. Yeah, <laughs> acoustic guitar. All right. Well, speaking of uh, games that are. Oh boy. Can I, right, before okay. we get into God of War, because I think this is going to be our longest conversation, can I just say you did skip the one game that I think I'm actually going to enjoy the longest and the most that released this week, which is Tactics Over Reborn? 
Okay. Oh, great game. I, yeah. Tactics Ogre is fantastic. I, I, I'm loving going back to those kinds of games. I, it's on my dashboard. I'm playing it with Sonic and Kratos and everything else. And it's just so, so good, folks. If you weren't around for the 90s and the, the, strat, the strategic tactical games of that era, Tactics Ogre is one of the best of all time. Uh, and it plays real well on modern systems. Now, it is a bit fiddly. You got to equip everybody. You're not going to get your hand held. You're not going to have somebody enter into every battle and say, hey, there's a door over there. Have you checked out that door? Is there a door over there? Hey, have you seen that bell? That bell rings. Have you checked out that bell? You should ring that bell. Or anything like that in this game. There's very little hand-holding. But I highly, highly recommend it. I already uh, I already like it. You know another game that doesn't have very much hand-holding and isn't afraid to just Tell be me. a video game? Yeah. Is, is my next review. Obviously, they're giving me the big releases here at IGN, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I've been playing a lot of. Okay. Uh, can't really talk about it too much, but I will say uh, it's a four-player Goat Simulator game, and it does not give an F what you think about it, which is a very nice breath That's of fresh That's been their, their thing from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Having watched That's the trailer, right. I'm not sure how realistic a simulation of goat life it is. Yeah, but... I don't I don't think the, the word simulator might be a little overstated there in the uh, in the title. Also, the fact that it's the second game in the franchise and it's called Good Simulator 3. <laughs> that is not true, <laughs> is it? It is true. Yeah, yeah. they did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah they sure went they straight did. from Goat Simulator to Goat Simulator <laughs> 3. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> they don't care. You're just, into the skin. They're out here having fun. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been in a plane. Can around with you that. say when the review's coming? Yes. It's launching the same day as Pokemon Scarlet Violet's <laughs> review, <laughs> which clearly is my review is going to be way bigger than that Pokemon <laughs> review. Uh, yeah. I when think you get the, done with Pokemon, check out Travis's review of Goat Simulator. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think it's the 17th, and then it comes out the 18th, the same day as Pokemon. It has like the exact same embargo. So this this week, as you're listening to this, then yeah. So we've yeah, got so this yeah. week we've got that we've got the Pokemons and we've got Pentiment. That's right. Is that okay, also Friday? Uh, Pentiment is Tuesday. Okay, right. so that's better because I just feel like if you, yeah, Rebecca Valentine's on the Pokemon review. Have okay. you have you guys seen the pre-order numbers or at least the, the, the what we can see on the outside of Pokemon? For Pokemon, Pokemon? It's be, yeah, it's, it's going to be absurd. It might be the biggest Switch game. Yeah, I mean, they, are, it's, it's going to have to do some work to catch up to Smash. But Eric I mean, told it, me we're reinforcing the servers. For it seems like that kind of game. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be bonkers. Uh, and I'll need are you? I mean, I'll need you guys to talk about it because I don't know anything about Pokemon. Oh, I'm going to so play we'll it. Hell it yeah! Oh my god! It, Hell yeah! After playing Arceus. It's such it's such a good idea to take wow. that model and make it the new Pokemon. It's like it's so obvious to anybody that's like, oh, yep, they did the thing. Yeah. Wow. So, Hogue, <laughs> I actually draw a parallel between uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus and uh, Sonic Frontiers. I think they're closer than Breath of the Wild because to me, it's like Sonic Frontiers is like the great first draft that I think is going to be a really, really good game someday. But I'm waiting for them to do their presumably scarlet violet if that hits the nail on the head i want them to do the second iteration that that truly achieves greatness well to um, me i mean uh, breath of the wild it's, it's sonic frontiers is clearly inspired by breath of the wild to me and so far as we didn't even mention you've got like hundreds of mini games around the map to kind of clear up the map then the tokens that you have to collect are like very short form <laughs> jumping puzzles or interaction puzzles 
Uh, and so it's got that shrines notion, right? And then, and then you're collecting seeds and things to give to various people to increase your levels up uh, for, you know, ring number and speed and power. And it, it's got mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, here are some very small things that you do all around the map. And then what it, what Breath of the Wild doesn't have that this has that they, I, I don't even remember seeing, I'm sure it was out there somewhere, is that the, the primary loop is Sonic levels. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's actual Sonic levels, not in the open world. It's you go in to what they call cyberspace and you go and you play Sonic levels uh, and they're great. Yeah. The cyber yeah. levels are the best part. I the think they're, part. they're the Sonic game, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, like the rest game. is, the rest is adding a kind of meta context to playing Sonic, but the meta is really cool. So yeah. I, uh, I may not be here next week. I think something's come up so you guys can just talk about Pokemon for, uh, if you, want to. you just want to hear about Pokemon, y'all. <laughs> Unfortunate. Pokemon's no, I. Great, I know, and obviously, so many people love it um, and are looking forward to it, and I think that's awesome. Uh, I've done. I've bought multiple Pokemon iterations. I've really, really tried. I've given it my best effort. It's just. Not Did you play Arceus? That no, because I bought because this, this is Pokemon like Assassin's Creed Origins is Assassin's Creed. Like they've they've really gone a different direction with Pokemon. Just doesn't do anything for me, man. Yeah, it's but it's like a different game series. You have to bounce in and at least check it out. Uh, okay, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see how this one does. Obviously, it's going to be huge. Uh, funny enough, I saw someone uh, who was tracking Switch software sales, and it's the Switch. This is just a random fact for you. The Switch total software sales are about to surpass the Wii and DS. They're all very close yep. right now. And it is about to pass 1 billion units of software on the Switch, um, which means that this game could very well be the game that puts it over the top, which would be, uh, I guess, fitting. Yeah, so. it. Uh, I think it just became number four. It passed the it's PlayStation three now. 4. Yeah, passed the PlayStation 4. You thinking you're a yeah. Scarlet or Violet man, Travis? I think Scarlet. All right. Hogue House has already settled on Scarlet, so we can't trade Yeah. It. <laughs> well, I'm, maybe I'll buy the dual pack. I'll, you know, switch it up. <laughs> if you buy the dual pack, can you give the other code to someone else, or do you have to buy two copies separate? Digitally, I think you, I think it's just they're they're yours. They're linked it's, to your it, It's Nintendo. You would have to buy it again. Yeah, but they sell them separately, so you can just buy one and one. I think I'll yeah. do that because I think you Dean wants to play this one. So nice. Play it with her. Well, that's cool. So uh, we'll talk about that next week. Then uh, someone, I think it was Chris in the chat, also mentioned that uh, Somerville comes out this week, which I forgot about, uh, as well as the next in the Dark Pictures anthology, which uh, I will be playing as well with my Hell wife. Hell yeah. So. Yeah, so you do that with wife. I I save yeah. those games for um, movie night. You know the movie night. Yeah, mode yeah. Where yeah, yeah. where everybody gets to play a different character. So I, I think I've got that one in the quarry lined up for quarry's good. That's yeah, fun. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving slash Christmas. Because the thing I love about those games is you can play them with people that aren't gamers because everyone yeah. understands the concept of a movie and they can play well enough to hit the right button at the right time. And so yeah, I, I make like my fiance's like mom play with us and then she gets you know <laughs> eaten you immediately. Someone manning the controller for those QTEs. No, yeah. she does it, and then she just dies early. Or, you know, sometimes if you miss the quick time events, that's the right choice. And so sometimes she, like, survives longer than we're expecting because <laughs> we're like, oh. Well, and the ones in the quarry are, like, they even made them easier than there the prior games. Like, you yeah. literally just move the thumbstick. Like, it's not it's not challenging or timing. So, But speaking of QTEs, we can talk about another game that doesn't get enough crap for its QTEs. 
It's kind of true, actually. It probably I, should get more crap for I, it. I don't it's know if you're leading me. So I started the lead into God of War. Then we we took a hard left. I really wanted to say Tactics Ogre Reborn is awesome. I really wanted to put that out. No, there. it's great. So now I'm thinking, why don't we talk about the other games and then we can end on God of War currently. Sure. Let's do it. Let's just allude to God of War for as long as possible, but never actually get to the point. <laughs> we could just say we're out of the point. Oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. I'm with you, Travis. So let's let's mention Vampire Survivors real quick. So this game uh, I saw on my Twitter feed a lot of people raving about it. It came this out on out Game Forever, right? I think it's been out on PC. It came out to Game Pass this week. Okay, thank you. So it is a very simple game, at least on the surface from a development standpoint, right? You're not talking flashy graphics, simple music, really, really old school, but it is uh, incredibly addicting in the sense of it's like a one more run game, right? Um, and it's you level up, you unlock things, and it's just a single screen running around, killing hordes and hordes and hordes of things. Um, it's very, uh, I played it for the first time yesterday morning and uh, enjoyed myself. It's very old school. And uh, if you just want something simple to play that is still very addicting, uh, definitely check it out if you haven't yet. It's cool. Vampire Survivor? Vampire Survivors, yes. Great, great. Yeah. 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 I've been cool. wanting to play more of that. So, on those where I like, I played it for a little bit and I was like, ooh, I like this. But then I didn't go back to it. Like, yeah. What are they selling I'll, it for on consoles? Four, $4. Right. I, the number's always been small. That's why it's like, oh, it's on Game Pass. It's like, well, okay. But that distinction is. <laughs> I think small. it's because the no barrier of entry get, you know, yeah, there's like something about that, about just being. And it just, it's, it run. spreads. You know, that I think that's what made it spread this week is because so many people just tried it for the hell of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, another one like that that was on Game Pass was um, the uh, Among Us, which was uh, like, I think it's a dollar yeah. on, on console and they put it on Game Pass. So, yeah, <laughs> I think no barrier of entry is pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Um, Marvel Snap, I wanted to mention because it had its first expansion. The uh, the I forget the Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, and our our reviewer who did Marvel Snap's review wrote up a thing on it um, and said it's. Uh, I think they're going for like a monthly content release. Is, is yep, what they he said, said October for the first, and now this one says November. It's three weeks until the end. Okay, all right. Not that I played enough. Marvel Snap through all the college football. Oh, games. well, lovely, man. Let's hear. <laughs> one hundred ninety-one. One hundred ninety-one. Is that is that a lot? I think no, I'm about to embarrass not. myself right Travis now. Is gonna, Travis is going to mock me for 191. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to mock you because I actually envy the fact that you have been less addicted to me. Oh, man. Yeah, it's way worse than I thought. <laughs> Whoops. It's great to play during football. Yep. It's He's a, got well, me about 500 remember. levels. 629? Oh, 629. 629. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Although I do have a coworker at IGN who's like over 1,000, and I'm like, how <laughs> like yeah, 600 <laughs> i've been playing a lot so but yeah to, wow. to your point last week Hogue, it's just like the reason i've been playing so long so frequently is because it's just easy to get like a quick game in like it's so good as know. a mind cleanser yeah so like good. I, I as a lawyer between yeah. the docks exactly yeah like i would go you know you know to the office and i'd be playing on like the subway and you know just it's it it's just easy to play like super passively for a couple minutes at a time and then stop and so marvel snap is great and you look at what they did in november they added locations that do weirder things they i mean like this is clearly built for sustainability now do i wish that there were a way to more fulsomely participate in their seasons than just the straight up ten dollars i do um, I wish you could you could earn it somehow, but it's not overly monetized in any other way. So I can't really complain. They need to get money somehow. 
Well, I that's, think uh, uh, that's almost Google what our Man. reviewer said to a T. Yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Travis. Well, I like the grind, right? I, I like to say, all right, you're going to give me a penny <laughs> per hour or whatever, but I could conceivably get up to a currency spend to get your to get your fancy stuff. Like this is just a hard cash block on 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 that kind of stuff for the yeah. And it's like I don't love that, but also they don't. There's like no pressure anywhere else in the game. So yeah. it's also I think almost exclusively cosmetic. I guess you could. The, I think the, the the one thing you could do is you could buy new missions, which Google Man was just telling me, which I kind of forgot you could even do that. But you can buy new missions, and then that levels you up faster. Uh, and leveling you up gets you new cards, but. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm 626. I haven't spent any money on it. I, I feel like you don't need to do that. So, um, yeah, you don't need to, you don't yeah. need to, but as a guy, that I, really feel, I don't feel any pressure to, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes they, they, I'll see a variant and I'd be like, that'd be cool. But then I just don't, yeah, I don't care. No, I see like the, the deck backs at the, at like level a hundred for the seasons. Like I'm never going to get those, but I like those deck backs a lot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's cool though. I, everything I hear is positive about this game. It's fantastic. Uh, you can get deck backs? I didn't even know that. I haven't that. tried it where, yet. Where do you get you don't know they have deck backs at level 6.6? I mean, I, I, no, I knew they had deck backs, but I didn't know you could buy deck backs. They're selling No, them. no, the skill at level oh. 100. So if you go to if you get to the rank of 100, the infinite rank, they have yeah. the cool kind of Wakandan arrow backs for this season. But oh, the way the this works, stuff, yeah. the way this works, Ains, yeah, those those mm -hmm. ranks are per season. The way this works is that you're you're betting your rank points per game. Yeah. And so you have to really consistently make good choices to go up sure. this, this ranking level. And then they took you down three tiers between seasons. Um, so you're always going to have to go at least up 30 levels uh, to get to that, that high-end stuff. And that's if you're at the high end every time. So is the ranking, um, as a you know competitive, competitive shooter ranking. guy, is there a kind of... Yeah profile level based on just how much you play versus a like competitive ranking level so travis's big number there that he showed with 626 is his collector's rank that's yep. closest to like time spent give sure. or take uh and then they have an actual rank of when you play a game of marvel snap it's initially for one point uh and if you just if you just yeet it out <laughs> of, of that match you would yep. lose one point from your rank and each rank is 10 points apart but yep. you can snap and then that doubles it to two points. And if you get yeah. all the way to the end, so it's kind of like a Texas Hold'em game. If you get all the way to the end and everybody shows their cards, it doubles that. So it's either one point, two points, four points, or eight points. And if you get to the end and everybody says, yeah, let's see them, and it's eight points, you either go up eight or down eight. Uh, and down eight feels bad, man. Because <laughs> you I mean, can always opt out. You can always say, I don't want to double it. I'm out. Uh, when they snap, you can say, I'm out. For whatever the pre previous number is, so it's yeah, got this, yeah, I got you. It's got like raising you. It's like raising you thing. in poker, and you being like, "I fold," you know, like I don't want to. Yeah. Do Which this. I have. It's like you go one and you snap it at at uh, turn five, and I'm like, "Oh no, no, no." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, anytime one point. No, I, I, yeah, I tend to be bolder because I'm like, "Screw it, whatever." I got time. I can grind. Screw you. But uh, the <laughs> the thing that may, will make me quit immediately is we if we get the squirrels if the squirrels drop on every board because I, I just I'll be like oh, I don't want to play. This. You want to deal with the squirrels? Leave. It's because I play a movement deck. 
right now primarily and movement becomes infinitely more difficult when you have a bunch of squirrels clogging up your i like your to board. manipulate the squirrels it's fun if, if you're if you're lost right now you're not alone i have no idea what yeah. you're talking about There's so just off on what's, a up tangent. With, what's up with card games and squirrels i will never understand because like it like magic the gathering also has a weird squirrel like obsession as well this is the fun part about snap though Ains, is that they have all sorts of wacky cards that are maybe a little bit unbalanced but mostly you're dealing with it together and like it's it's not an important, serious game. So it's like, whatever. I'll play the next one. It's three minutes long. Yeah, I Fair sometimes enough. I forget that um, not everybody knows the Squirrel Girl is a Marvel character. <laughs> they're, they're pulling out characters I've never seen before. I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my giant dinosaur up to legendary, and it's like because he's just cool. It's cool pit art. You've, offend, you've offended Secret Mix Squirrel in the chat, by the way. That's um, I mean, they're, they're not they're not helpful on my game board. It makes me want to quit the match. But uh, I Squirrel Girl is very powerful if you have like a destruction deck or something where you just want more level one fighters and you can, you bump, can manipulate bump them, them all up. But the yeah, problem is they released them. they released Killmonger who destroys all one cost cards. And so if that's your deck, there's one card that, that anybody could play to just destroy your entire strategy. Well, there's so. all sorts of asshole cards in yeah. Marvel Snap. It's what it what makes it fun. You're just like, oh, yeah. oh well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm, I'm going to go ahead and move us on from the Marvel you, Snap. Conversation. You started the conversation about um, Marvel. Snap. You did. You I, I, I didn't expect. I didn't expect a ten minute conversation about squirrels. By the way, the game. Should I talk about my Half Life Alex playthrough? We can just repeat the <laughs> dialogue. The difference there is that the barrier to entry of Marvel Snap is approaching zero. Uh, and, and look, Ains. I the Game Awards asked yesterday. They put out a tweet that said, "What do you think are the six that are going to be nominated?" Uh -huh. And I'm trying to get all corporate and saying, "All right, these are the six that are going to nominate." But one of them was Marvel Snap. Because I do think you're going to want to say, "We mobile, we see you. And this is a game that has, has taken uh, taken the zeitgeist, I think, a little bit because it's good. Nice. No, I've definitely got to try it. I just, if, again, we you talked about, about Marvel characters, right? Uh, no, I mean, it's okay. But mobile, I don't mobile either. games don't do anything for me. So, really? Uh, we talked so about this last week. Games. Yeah, we, we literally had this conversation last week. Extensively. I'm just saying yeah, but, three minutes. You can, you can try it for three minutes and see. I will try it. I will try it. I just, yeah. There's no mobile, because some games are better on mobile, right? There's no mobile games that you just are like, yeah, that's cool. I don't get this it. is the anyway. only one I'm playing, Travis. I don't usually <laughs> play mobile games. Really? Hmm. Yeah, really. Do you forget that we just had this conversation? Well, yeah. I do. I just on, kind of. We're not I, on subways, on. you know? We're not. That's true. Yeah. They don't guys... go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. A lot of times it's like, might as well turn on the PlayStation, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just uh, said it's these... incompatible with your lifestyle. You don't have a grudge against the types of games. Yes, right? that's a better way to word it. Yeah. Yes, that's a better that makes way to sense. Word it. I, I get that because get... I, I like my switch <laughs> went down in usage by like 900% when during COVID when I didn't go anywhere for a while, you know, so now it's yeah. starting to return. Good. Yeah, I work from home, and when I do go places around here to do things, I'm driving there. So, yeah, I, see, I like Rob on chat says you can play Snap when the panel goes on tangents. Yeah, when you, you're not wrong, Rob. That's what I need to get about. for. There you go. Download <laughs> for, it, especially Ains. for next week with Pokemon. That's what I'll be doing. I'll just sit here, you know. You could, away. you know what, Ains? I would respect it. You just say, you mute your mic. Say Ains is going to try Snap while we have this conversation, and he'll come. That would actually be a good bit. You support. should save. You should save your first Pokemon uh, Marvel Snap uh, for when we're talking about Pokemon. Also, okay. it's going to be really confusing when we're talking about Marvel Snap and Pokemon because there's a game called Pokemon Snap. Yeah, and so yeah. we're. Well, my wife says, when we were talking about it, my wife says, "Wait, that's not Snap." 
I thought there was another snap. By the way, new Pokemon Snap is oh, excellent too. It is a good game. Nice. I didn't finish right. it. I will do that. I'll download it and I'll have it ready to go next week for the show. So we'll talk Fantastic. about it. Fantastic. All right. Let me hit these super chats. Don Lionheart in the house. $2 super chat. He says, No, Dan, today I missed the man with the best taste. <laughs> hey, fair he enough. You got me to buy Breakpoint. I downloaded yeah, if, a copy if of Breakpoint. You just like Hitman. If that's the flavor you enjoy, the taste. We would hear from Dan, but Hogue banned him permanently. He's gone. So I don't know he what. He sent me a know. DM. <laughs> <laughs> Don, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Fat Boy Horror in the house. Two pounds super chat. How how to not sell Sonic. It's got that Breath of the Wild feel. Yes, gamers notoriously negatively react to the reference to Breath of the Wild. That's generally how they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It doesn't feel the same to me as Breath of the Wild. I think if you really take down and think about what Sonic Frontiers is as an experience, especially in the open world, you'll see a lot of Breath of the Wild. It, it, yeah. Hmm. It feels like it takes more risks than Breath of the Wild, certainly. Sure. And also the fact that it's got hub worlds, I have a hard time getting out of my brain, whereas Breath of the Wild is one big open map. It's, it's got five, five maps. maps. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you said that Sonic has stuff to do. So, yeah, it's very it, different. I mean, right. Sonic in the open Edge world. Has to do. I mean, there's no towns in Sonic. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let me talk to you a little bit about the Halo Winter update before we get to Ragnarok. Forge uh, ahead, I think. Forge play ahead. Marvel Snap. Forge ahead. Well, well played. <laughs> uh, so, Halo Winter update this week. Uh, biggest update to Halo Infinite yet included Forge, included campaign co op, included uh, a couple new maps. Uh, sandbox balance changes, rank changes, uh, a whole lot of things. So uh, I held a community night last night. We played uh, a bunch of different variations of Goofy games. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be doing those more often, but it was a good experience to kind of demonstrate what Forge and custom games bring to the Halo community, which is uh, just good times because Halo, as I've said many, many times, is fundamentally um, the core people like myself that played a lot are very competitive. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people who used to jump into Halo just to goof off with friends, right? It used to be a shooter where you could do that. And they, I think it's fair to say they've moved away from that a little bit over the, the past several years with Halo 5 and Infinite and focused really on the competitive sandbox. And I think what Forge does is brings back some of that kind of casual fun that you can have with just this goofy sandbox. And believe me, when I say goofy, there's some, hilarious things we played last night um so duck hunt is back diglet jumping up and popping like the mole one yeah yeah, um we play mini sumo where you're you're a spartan on a tiny mongoose racing in circles trying to not knock each other off like a crazy mario kart variation uh we played uh, duck hunt like i said like the circus game where there's one sniper and all of you are running through an obstacle course trying not to get hit which was comical um, just a lot of fun. So Forge has been great. Uh, the two new maps they added are quite good. Um, you know, they're solid maps. The the changes they made to the ranked sandbox are, are generally good. It's a good step forward. Um, there's progression now, you know, like to just playing character progression. They updated the challenges. So it's a lot of positive uh, kind of movement for Halo Infinite. It's nice to see. Um, a lot of people kind of having fun with it again. And, uh, you know, they've got a winner They've got a winter event coming in December with like, you know, Christmas cosmetics and things like that for free. Um, so a lot, a lot of positivity around Halo, which is nice because as we well know, there's been a lot of negativity around 343 and Halo uh, over the past several months. So uh, it's good to see kind of people enjoying it again. It's good. Nice. So I want to get back in there. 
Yeah, you just jump in one of these community nights we're having. You'll you'll enjoy yourself. We had uh I don't know how many people we had last night. We had about twelve, I think, at one point thirteen, just goofing off, playing all kinds of random stuff. So when we were playing Blood Gulch, you know, a lot of classic maps have already been remade. Blood Gulch, Lockout, Haven. Uh, you know, we were enjoying those last night too. So good. Nice. All right. Finally, we'll talk about God of War Ragnarok. Um, so preface this with uh for myself at least with um i'm only about three hours in i wanted to play it a lot more uh over the past few days but i'm working on a review that i still can't talk about till tomorrow um and uh so i i had to finish that up and of course halo takes my time as always so uh, i'm only a few hours in um so i will let you guys i don't know we talked about our kind of thoughts prior to the show but i don't know how far you guys are in how far are you into the game i'm the same as you 10 or so 10 okay and you're Three. you're early like me okay i'm early yeah i've oh. been distracted with other games okay all right so is is now the good time to show this yeah there we go guys <laughs> that's me i am an annoying that's... teenage boy just like in real life travis is mildly less annoying than atreus but mildly less that is a huge compliment from you Hope. yeah yeah it's great yeah for... <laughs> uh, who did that um, is that somebody in the community that put that that was dan was that? dan, did, dan that. did that okay um no dan so i will say i'll give my initial thoughts because uh if you're 10 hours in i know you have a lot more to say on at hogue um my initial thoughts are uh this is extremely like god of war 2018 um so far i am i am very impressed by the uh performance of the game it's very, very pretty. Uh, I love the, I'm using the HDMI 2.1 and VRR uh, frame rate mode, which is awesome because I think I ranted when we had the frame rate discussion around playing like Call of Duty and, and Halo at 120 FPS every day. Uh, and then moving to like a 30 FPS title was a little jarring. Um, so playing a game like this, a third person action game where it's super, super smooth is awesome. Um, and it's, it's the presentation, the cinematics are top notch. So all of those things are kind of expected, right? This is Sony's flagship first-party title. When you talk about the Sony first-party games, this is the the one that kind of set the gold standard, I would say. Um, however, I'll caveat by saying, at least in my first few hours, I've been less impressed that it feels like more of the same. The, the menu system and upgrade pass... Uh, the UI, man. Good God. Yeah, I haven't. I, I was really, really hoping. I felt that the upgrade system in God of War 2018 was too basic for me. I was like, if you're going to do an upgrade system, at least make it meaningful. I don't like when games walk the line of we need to have character upgrades, but they don't take any chances or allow you to really, you know, kind of change the way the game plays. They're, they're linear upgrades. Yeah. They're like basically yeah. straight lines. It's and just it, like it's like full Kratos. That, yeah, and it's just there. like now you can knock someone up in the air more, and it's like, well, that you know, it's not really meaningful. Um, and I would, I was hoping that that would change in this one, that they would expand upon that, that you would have different styles of combat for your shield versus your axe or the uh, the chains. Um, but it's not. It's it's all pretty much what was in the first game, or or I should say, twenty eighteen, not the first game, or at there's least more, at least more bits and bobs. Yeah, well, I mean, there there are different things than that are in this game that are in that that game. Okay, a little bit on combat moves. I think it still largely feels the same. So I don't want to okay. give it too much credit. But there's 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 hold down attacks, and then there's some other stuff that 
that weren't treated the same in 2018. Okay. And then my only other thing I'll say before I let you guys go on this is um, I've been less impressed too with the same type of what I would call level design or linearity of the sections where it's like, you're supposed to go straight. Oh, look, there's a little path to the left with a chest on it. You grab it and then you move on. And it's again, it's, you skip the part where your companion mocks you for not going in the right direction and explains <laughs> the right direction is over here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so one, I think the, you know, you climb over here and you get a chest and you get a crafting material and then you climb back down. One, I think that level design is, is very boring. Uh, it doesn't do anything for me. And to your point, I don't know what's what's in the water over at PlayStation First Party right now where they feel like your companions and games have to talk to you and instruct every single movement you do at every step of the way, but they got to stop or at least give me an option to turn it, it needs off. needs to be a toggle. At 1,000% yeah. needs to be a toggle. Yeah, because I did not expect that out of this game. I, I, We talked at length previously months ago about Forbidden West and the problems with Aloy there and, and the annoyance of her just rambling on constantly at you. And I did not expect Atreus in this game to be constantly pointing things out to me that I would like to discover and figure out by myself. Uh, I got to a point, I'm on the first realm now um, with yep. the boat. No, no spoilers here, don't worry. Boats. Uh, hey, guys, boats are back. There you go. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's a tiny little puzzle where you, you throw your axe and do this and that. And I'm like, it's simple, right? It's very simple. And I, I, I think I like looked at my phone for a second and it wasn't five seconds before he's like, well, maybe if you do this, you can go up there. And I'm like, I, I was don't say, it has to be three tell seconds. Me this. It has to be three seconds. I mean, I think you can freeze that up there. Oh my God. Go die. <laughs> Would you guys so, accept it if the toggle to turn off Atreus giving you hints was that your character backhands him? No. I don't you, want to take that as a toggle. <laughs> You hit him. Shut this up, boy. Is, and then that the and one then it, says, it says you've remember. turned off narrative, like uh, you know, follower narrative. And then if you turn I, it back James, on, then he James, you like I, you I can't even tell you how much more frustrated you're gonna be. Oh great. I'm I, excited. I can't even tell you. It is it is so much. It is so much. And it they give you three seconds to assess a room. <laughs> I mean, wow. like yeah, so. Anyway, I'll, you go ahead and go. That that's all I have so far. Like I, I love the presentation. Like I said, it's it's stunning. I love the cinematics. Uh, the combat feels super smooth and all that. But I am confused that uh, I'm doing these very small little areas with meaningless puzzles, uh, and uh, the the conversational stuff is so similar to 2018. I just maybe I expected a bigger evolution, and maybe that comes later in the game. I don't know. I'm too early to kind of give final impressions but hogue you're 10 hours in talk to me about it well i mean here's the thing right so i i gave i'm not one of these game uh best game of all time god of war people i thought god of war 2018 was fine i've talked about it in this space i like an eight out of ten i think that it did a lot of good things to kind of reimagine what god of war combat could be uh having it very immersive and like really right over the shoulder and doing some cool stuff very realistic uh, kind of landscapes and things uh, but but I found the the pacing and the story and the narrative to be really bad in 2018. Just really slow, really meandering, kind of spiraling to nothing. Uh, and for everybody that got on my case for saying that God of War 2018 was a 30 hour prologue to maybe the the actual story starting, you're 
you you owe me a, a Coke or something because the first three hours of this game are, uh, yeah, so that's all, that was all leading up to this conversation, which is uh, going to send you off somewhere else, maybe. The, the issue in 2018 and the issue in this one is both, that they don't really care about what narratively we would usually call the inciting event, the, the call to adventure, call to action, motivation, whatever you want to call it. Both of these games kind of start a little bit chill, right? In 2018, you start out and you're going to take the ashes somewhere. Um, and that's, you know, it's a spoiler for a four-year-old game, but it's also the first like two minutes of that game. You're going to take the ashes somewhere. Uh, and in this game, basically there's, there's nothing. It's just three years later, uh, we're hanging out. And then the, the inciting event is actually treated very similarly. And, and you say it, it felt the same. So you're in the first realm. That whole first opening sequence, I was absolutely floored by the fact that their decision was, we're going to do it. We're going to do the intro to 2018 beat for beat hunt unexpected encounter boss fight out. Like it, it is, it is moment to moment. The same as 2018 started, uh, including some of the same scenery and same locations, which are supposed to be, I think, you know, talking about, Oh, it's, it's three years past and reflecting on that kind of stuff. But that one is jarring to me because you are like, am I in good hands here as you play the game? Because do we have new ideas? Now, when you get to realm one, uh, you have exactly what you're talking about, Ains. You have, firstly, uh, a kind of kind of empty space that they make some narrative excuses for. And then you have little tiny puzzles around a lake. And I was I was so unhappy to be back in a boat circling a lake after 2018 that that all reflected on my experience as well. Now, I'll say this I, for benefits, right? Lots of polish, some funny line readings from Kratos. Um, and the combat is more varied now. They have more varied types of enemies. They have more varied things to do against those enemies. Uh, and that is an improvement to 2018. But having played it for 10 hours, I still can't tell you what I am supposed to be motivated to turn the game back on to play for. I can't tell you what I'm trying to achieve. I can't tell you why I'm trying to achieve it. Uh, I can't actually show you progression between the relationship that Kratos and uh, Atreus had in the first game to this game. We seem to be going over the same beats. It feels very much like a uh, an empty retelling of this thing that worked for them the first time. And I am very hopeful. I'm 10 hours in. I'm not 30 hours in. I'm very hopeful that, as you say, Ames, the cool stuff, whatever the idea for the story might be, etc., is coming up. But as I as I play more and more, and I see less and less, I become more concerned that essentially it's, you, you like the sausage pizza, here's another sausage pizza. Uh, and I think in all honesty, it's a little bit less, um, it's a little bit less polished. It's a little bit less interesting uh, than the first one uh, in terms of even the moment to moment progressions or the conversations, like just out on the boat, you know, whatever Mimir says, it's just like less interesting. It's a little bit less. Now that might be because it's a copy of what came before. Uh, but I, I, I said this to you guys in DMs. I got my dashboard on my PlayStation. I got Tactics Ogre, I got Sonic, and I got God of War. And it's been a struggle to hit the God of War button every single time because I'm just enjoying myself playing the other things. And it's starting to feel like an obligation. I don't have a review to write, gents. Like, I, I don't know when I just say, screw it. This is not fun. <laughs> so yeah. I, it, it is one of those times where I feel this disconnect, which is like, you got a couple tens, you got a bunch of nines and 
I do think that as a like reviewing system, first of all, as I've always said, go find the reviewer that matches you. Uh, but as a reviewing system, I do think gaming as an industry is too is too reluctant to criticize polished games. Um, that this has mm. polish, this has money, this has details. Uh, and to me, it's like, okay, those that's great that there are a thousand details in this brown on brown scene of a place I don't want to be doing things I don't want to do for a reason I don't understand or haven't been told. Yes, it's very detailed, but yeah. So God of War is exactly what you think it is. If you love 2018, you're going to love this one, I think. Uh, it might, it might, You might get a little bit of double up deja vu syndrome, but you're probably going to love it. Uh, if you had problems with the narrative, I think they are going to be heightened. I think if you had issues with the pacing, it's going to be worse. Uh, at least for me, it is. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that's where I'm at. I'm at, I would say, I'm, I'm, I'm at one of the big twists, uh, I would say, uh, which is fine. It's not, I'm, it's oversold just to even say it that way. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's still, it isn't working for me right now. Okay. So Tra- Travis, before you give your thoughts here, uh, first of all, could you tell your uh, marketing uh, agency that we don't need them in the chat. Oh, that's right just now. me. I'm just posting it right here. <laughs> yeah, we we're startup. Um, let me get these super chats real quick because uh, Gecko Gamer in the house with a six euro still weirded out about that. But is it possible to play only Ragnarok? Or do I need to play God of War as well, story wise? So um, it is a direct continuation of the first game or 2018. Excuse me. We got to clarify there. There is a like three minute um kind of uh recap that you can do from the main menu but it's very it's uh what, what would you guys it's like say it's very dream <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 kind of like flashbacks uh it gives there's you your monger there's a there's a fire I, dragon I, I think i think it's designed for people who definitely played 28 played the first and one. just need, yes. just need a couple visuals to help kick start their own existing memories did. it's not for new players i you, you should play 2018 Kratos I would say the horn. I mean, it's like it's it's like what were you doing? Now, typically, <laughs> I say, "Yep, that's about the amount of story that was in the first one." But hey, that's not fair. Uh, so I would I would recommend it. Uh, I don't think there's any reason. Uh, kind of touching on what Hogue was referring to, there's no reason to rush into this if you haven't played 2018. Take your time. Play 2018. Come to this when you if you really love 2018. By all means, jump right into Ragnarok. If uh, if you are okay with 2018, then play Ragnarok in the future. I mean, but the law, the short answer, Gecko, is yes, I would play 2018 before playing Ragnarok. There's no reason not to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So thank you for the super chat as always. And shout out real quick to a couple new channel members as we've been watching here. Mr. Fatboy Horror, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. And Christy Fletcher as well. Thank you very much. Appreciate you both. All right, so uh, Travis, what do you, you're early like me? Uh, you heard, uh, you know, what I thought of the first few hours, and obviously what Hogue thinks. Where are you at on this? So I think I like it a fair bit more than Hogue, uh, which okay. is probably true of God of War 2018. Although I think we both say we're we both said eights. Yeah, yeah, I was the one who's higher on 2018. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I think I think 2018 is definitely an eight, just because it. For me, my my main failings with it, obviously are uh, the combat, which I think is a lot more than, than it is, is a problem for Hogue um, with the 2018 version. So I will say in that regard, I think Ragnarok does have some uh, improvements. And I, I think, I think, it, I think the combat is better so far. The enemy variety is, seems like it's a little bit better. We'll, we'll see 
uh, later into the game if it's better. But that was one of my main problems with 2018 is fighting the same bosses like 10, 15 yeah. times yeah. Um, and that sort of stuff. And so I think I will end up liking this game significantly more than 2018. That okay. said, I still agree uh, with a lot of what Hoag said in terms of things that annoy me. I think the opening is super slow. I don't want to see Kratos staring into a fire for like 45 uninterrupted seconds before he finally stands. You know what I mean? Like there's just a lot of like, it's kind of like um, eating a sandwich that has like, you know, an ingredient you really don't like. So you eat around it. You know, I have to eat around the pretentiousness of these, these games. I have to sort of enjoy what I can and be like, well, the combat's cool. It's a fun little adventure. And uh, you know, I'm not really into Brussels sprouts and there's a lot of Brussels sprouts on this thing of, <laughs> of pretentiousness. Um, and so that, that is a problem. I also really don't like the quick time events. I criticize pretty much any game that has them. And this game there has a lot. ton and it, a this game has a ton and it actually opens with quick time events, which I thought was really bad the way that it opens with that sledding sequence where you're just hitting a and B mm, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I was just sort of like, what the hell or not a, a and B, but you know, I know square. what you mean. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh yeah i i so far i think it's uh i think it's a good game uh I'm, I'm excited to play more the upgrade did see a little light the ui seems a little wonky i know this is not going to be a 10 for me pretty much right away like as soon as i started it i was like okay not a 10 for me but it could be a nine possibly i think an eight is probably a, a surefire thing at this point just based on what i've seen um i hope it's not true that people have a problem uh, criticizing polished games. I know I certainly don't. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to play more. I'm, I'm really not that far in it, but so far my impression are, if you like 2018, it seems like it's a lot of 2018. Travis, have my, you ever had a chance from IGN to read one of the, to review one of the super polished games? I actually don't know. Yeah, Close I think four. so. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't, I, no, I just don't know the history. Um, Cross uh, right? I'm trying to think of it. I feel like I have. I mean, uh, Plague Tale Requiem is kind of one of those really polished story-based games. Like, I've not reviewed like a what Naughty about, Dog uh, game. What about Xenoblade 3? Xenoblade is... I have played it, so I don't know. Little, <laughs> okay. I, think, I think my niche is I play the games that that are... There are fewer people that kind of understand that genre. Have I'm you reviewed of any a, of the Sony first-party games? No. Okay. I, I, all right. Straight up, no on that okay. one. Yeah, I, I think for that, it's just there's a lot of people who like them a lot more and are, are champing at the bit to play them. And I'm sort of just like, yeah, you know, I'll, give me something weird. I want to play something I wouldn't normally <laughs> have played because I know I I'll get around to God of War, so I don't want to play it for review. I want to play the stuff that I would have missed. Right? I never would have played Sonic Frontiers probably if I didn't review. And it. I'm glad so you I did it. because I probably yeah, wouldn't have if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters definitely wouldn't have played that one. And I'm also bought that so. off of Travis's seven. Yeah, six. But so, yeah, the, <laughs> you like my sixes and sevens. Um, yeah, actually, there's a a gamer um, a phrase called swimming in sevens, which is when you you enjoy swimming in the games that are kind of weird and experimental and not the ten of ten polished experiences. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think there's a lot of merit there. I think yeah. I think that you know you can enjoy those games. I'd rather um, play a seven that I enjoy mechanically than a ten that is yeah. just the meta ten that I don't care about. I mean, every day, yeah. why why would you not? In- Play what you enjoy. It doesn't matter what someone's. Well, that's, what I, that, that's Sonic sitting next to Kratos up on my board. I mean, it Correct. really is. Yeah, like, yeah. That's more fun for me to play. Exactly. So I, I will say that, like the the things that the, my main problems aside from combat with uh, God of War twenty eighteen was that 
it it does that thing that i really don't like with a lot of sony first party games where it parrots hollywood it's like hey do you like hollywood movies well this is a video game that's trying to be a hollywood movie and i i that really bothers me and so i have that fundamental problem with ragnarok and again that's me eating around the the parts i don't like it's it's i i knew going into this game there was going to be a lot of stuff that people fawn over that i am just like not that into you know yeah. i'm not yeah. i'm not that into the really slow pace and the gritty story and i just you know from give me goat simulator 3 you know this is that's what's where interesting i'm at between you and me on this travis right because i can go for those i like last of us i have it very highly ranked i can go for a cinematic walk um but if you're going to do a cinematic walk you got to put in the effort on the story and the narrative and I do not feel like I'm being well treated right now. That's so exactly what I was going to say, Hogue, is like, because we've talked a lot about Last of Us, right? And for me, yeah. that's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but because it delivers on the narrative, like it delivers what it's going for, um, to your point. Whereas Every moment is interesting that, cinematically. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, so and I, this one is so much, uh, even when they're doing slow walks, it's like, if you were to take this down, if you were to put this in a script writing class, right, where you're going to, all right, tell me what the beats are. Tell me what was the purpose of this scene. What was the purpose of this conversation? What did we learn about the setting, the world, the characters of the plot? I, I, I do this in my head sometimes. And you get done as like, it's filler, 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 filler. And like 20 of them in a row in mm. um, what? What were we calling it? Realm one. <laughs> yeah, I forget the name of the realm, but yeah. I can yeah. tell you the name, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, so, so, so realm one. And it's... Yeah, I, you hope they're building up to something. The other thing that they're, they're, they're carrying the baggage for is I. this is how I felt throughout 2018. And then 2018 to me is one of those things that just stops. Here, here's credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, <laughs> okay. We've talked about a couple of their games like uh, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn doing the same thing. It's backloaded, right? It's like right at the yeah. tail end of the game, they give you all this exposition, Tom. Um, but yeah, so I want to just I want to comment on an aspect here, and I want to see. By the way, we do have a poll up uh, on the uh, chat right now. If you're playing God of War Ragnarok, what do you think so far? And um, so, Ains wants you up there on that poll. Yeah, hit that. Put in the vote. <laughs> Get on the poll. <laughs> dance around the options. Yeah, yeah dance around. Wants it. you um, up there on that poll. That's, uh, <laughs> that's our quote for the week. Yeah. Um. So I, I've talked about this before. I know we as collectively have talked about this before. And I know maybe I'm a little more uh, aggressive on this or kind of maybe outside of the norm on this. But one thing I've commented on before is around, I it felt over the past few years, like PlayStation first party, the major games, the Horizons, the Days Gone a little bit, the Ghost of Tsushima, the God of War, right? They, they felt formulaic. And to me, as I start playing this game, um what i'm looking for as it expands is i've heard that the side quests are amazing and i've heard there's some really good writing late and we'll see i'm not there i can't comment on that and i won't but yeah, what i'm feeling yeah i'm waiting on the good side quest <laughs> okay what i'm what i'm seeing out of the gate is what kind of unnerves me about celebrating some of these games so heavily we know that this game is getting tens it's at a 94 meta it's one of the highest rated games of the year and in the past several years um and if the overwhelming consensus is that then fine i'm the outlier that's fine but it just feels very formulaic it's like here's the same type of mechanics we're using here's a menu system that has the same type of layout same type of upgrade same type of kind of 
very surface level engagement with the player. It's not offering me anything that makes me think. It's not offering anything that makes me uh, kind of work towards learning or, you know, it, it's just not, there's no depth that intrigues me in what it's trying to do. And again, that's a personal thing. Um, you know, I've ranted and I'll try not to rant for more than 10 seconds, but I've ranted about how much I love Elden Ring, right? And it's because it trusts the player to go in and just figure things out and do what you want to do. And I feel the more that I play Forbidden West was the same thing. I was hyped about that game. I've talked about it. Bought play. I bought the collector's edition. I was pumped for that game. And I get in and it's just like, here's the menu system you know. Here's Aloy telling you what you're supposed to be doing every step of the way. Here's the same mechanics you felt before. And it's just, it's becoming stale to me. And God of War, as gorgeous as it is, and as like hyped as I was, got the collector's edition. I got the hammer right behind me. I'm pumped to play this game and i really enjoyed 2018 like i said i would have given that game about a nine um i really expected in four years and this being their flagship first party game to evolve more and maybe it does later in the game and i will certainly come back and talk about that as i get further but right now out of the gate it doesn't feel like it's done that it feels like i'm playing more of the same it's a bad first impression the 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 prelude first three hours and let's five or six hours in the first round. That's a bad first impression to me. Uh, is it an irrecoverable first impression? No. Uh, but it is a bad first impression. It's for those reasons. Honestly, I was playing God of War, Ains, to your exact point, putting XP into various things. I mean, like, I really do wish that this, just just grow my character. I just, I don't, I, this is not adding anything. No, uh, they're, they're, they're adding mm -hmm. layers of... Um... I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but it's, it's not mechanics. Yeah, they're they're adding that, but it's not adding anything to the game, right? It's not. There's nothing there. It's surface level. It's been used just for, I, just for progression's sake. Yeah, it's like it's um, like a falsifying of depth. It's trying yeah, to for, present for, depth where there is none. But narratively, the, the, oh, yeah, the no, reason no. the reason I've never given a ten out of ten, I think at IGN is because it's a mix of both. Um, the stuff that you would expect from any, you know, game that's super successful, like polish and, uh, you know, fun and re replayability and all that stuff that you want in any game. But it's also for me, the 10, it has to be uh, ambitious. It has to be something that I've never seen before. It has to push the limits. It has to try something new. And I think that in, in pursuit of parroting Hollywood and getting the, this, you know, style of game that a lot of people really love. A lot of people really are hyped for a new God of War and just want to experience that story and, and that sort of thing. Uh, I think you lose some of that ambition and fun and pushing of the boundaries. And I don't think any, I don't think there's a lot of room to grow because you, if you like this sort of game, the last of us is probably going to be the definitive version of that. And until the game is changed in some way, in some significant way, I think it's just, making games in pursuit of recapturing that lightning in a bottle that was the last of us. And you see them trying it with uncharted four, you see them trying it with last of us Two. you see them trying it with God of war Ragnarok. And I think if you want to make a game, that's going to impress me. If you want to make a game, that's going to make, give me a 10 out of 10 vibe. It needs to be something that is, you know, kind of green pastures. It has to be something new. It has to be find the next, last of us level experience where it's the first one you know and it's the it's the big one that finally cracks the the case on it because it does 
it does feel like they're chasing their old fix with some of these and that maybe that'll get you a nine in my book but if you want to get to a 10 for me it has to be it has to be something uh that changes the game yeah i agree and i think the focus and i think you guys have said this and we well we've all said this in one way or another but i think that the the focus is on production value this is what hoax i think your point was is the the focus seems to be on polished production value cinematic spectacle what I would call spectacle, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. Uh, we talked last week about how much time and money and effort I put into my setup so I can play spectacles and enjoy them. But when 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 the heart of what you're doing is spectacle and it the the, the layers don't get much deeper, you start to lose me. And and that's okay to the point we were making earlier, which is if the narrative is really driving something home. But I'm not getting that either. That's um, the trick. That's yeah. the trick, right? If you're gonna make a cinematic game. If you're going to go into this mode, then you're going to be competing with Hollywood. And Hollywood is not that hard to beat right now, honestly. But playing God of War, you're you're there are I I it's hard without spoilers, but I will tell you that there are maybe three or four obstacles in the first 10 hours that you're like, "Well, well what how are we going to deal with this problem?" You know, what what interesting way. And they are solved by someone appearing off screen with a new artifact that solves the problem for you. Like that is the level of writing of this particular game. So you are not engaging with it as anything but more than Rise of Skywalker level plotting. And whereas movies are a mature <laughs> don't, enough industry. Don't bring Star Wars into no, this. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with him on that one. Rise of Skywalker is, I will not defend that movie. I'm sorry. There's, there's a moment you're going to see that, that it's like Rise of Skywalker revisited. Oh, no. Um, Dagger. I, I have not seen a damn thing. Uh, but that, that, that has that level of plotting. And it it's... You're so invested, like the purpose of this game, because everything else is junk. You're walking through, uh, you're walking through hallways. You come to a puzzle puzzle arena, or you walk through a hallway and you come to a combat arena. Like it's all this kind of same thing. And maybe you have fun in that combat arena. Maybe you have fun with these kind of simple puzzles. I don't know, Uh, but it's all in favor of advancing this story. And if your story is going to be less than, it's all going to fall apart on you. Um, maybe not for everybody else. Maybe they see a, you know, nicely rendered Kratos with an ax through a frogman, And they're like, yes, this is why I bought a PlayStation five. Fantastic. But you're spending so much of my time and energy in these conversations and this nonsense. And I can tell you 10 hours in, there have been two plot points too. And it's like, okay, I have better ways to spend my time. That going back to Sardinism's question, right? I have better ways to spend my time. Now I'm going to get through this so I can talk about it competently. Uh, but it's it, it is it is not it has not been fun. It has not been enjoyable. Uh, and I think honestly, Ain Sony has basically two models. It has the open world model. God of War, believe it or not, is basically Ratchet and Clank. It is a Ratchet and Clank world model with kind of mm-hmm. the looping spirals where you open exits and yeah. have side quests and come back. Um, it is it is Ratchet and Clank, uh, in, and also with the upgrades to the tools and things like that. And so Sony has their their Horizon model, and they have their Ratchet and Clank model. Uh, and Horizon slash Spider Man, I'm sorry, right? right. Horizon Spider Man goes to Tsushima. I was using that as the example for that kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of game. Uh, and, and this is this is Ratchet and Clank, and Ratchet and Clank was better. I'm sorry. <laughs> so let, let's pose this question. Michael JM says it's a sequel. Do they try something new or give people what worked before? And I think that's always yeah. the question 
of sequels. You can't and we've your story. Always new. IGN, you know, that's a good question. IGN compared this narrative the Godfather Part Two for God's sakes. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It, it's Godfather Part Two. If Godfather Part Two starts out with a wedding and then a slow escalation of events until Al Pacino takes over the family again. <laughs> well, and and if you compare this to Godfather Part Two, that would essentially mean you're calling God of War 2018 Godfather Part One. So you've already just started somewhere you should have never begun. Um, because God of War 2018 is not the Godfather. Um, it's the yeah, God I don't know. I, War Father. God of War Father. God of War. God of War, God of War. War Father. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny because I see some people. It's the who God who is a father, this. though. God of all about it. Yeah, he is a father, and he's also a god. <laughs> wow. Maybe may, was that an apt metaphor, IGN? No, it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think uh, I don't know. I. I'm looking forward to playing more because I, I I am a big proponent of not kind of giving any definitive opinions until I get through a game, right? I, and I yell at people for doing such things. So I I want to I want to I no I know uh, and you I mean at ten hours in you can talk about the game much more thoroughly than I can uh, you know at this point and I I'll talk more about it next week. But I I just get that feeling like. I said a few weeks ago before this launch that for this game to be up there in the in the same sphere as 2018 um, or to be above it, right, in, in what would be considered a game of the year contender for me, it would have to do some new things. And I'm yes. just not getting that sense. You, uh, the the idea that, that you can't try new things because it's a sequel is one of the dumbest, like, arguments people s- submit when, when a game lacks ambition. Yeah, it should probably be, it shouldn't be a card-based game, you know? It shouldn't be like Kratos slinging cards and that Midnight sort of thing. Midnight Suns next month. Yeah, because that would that would just that would just piss people off. But it you have to make improvements and have ambition for this sort of thing. And you see this in some of the the better trilogies out there. Mass Effect changed its own formula every single game, right? It it like was three different things. I think that, and whether or not you think that was good, it, it's an example of a game that has evolved or at least added on things. I would say I would Gears of War. Legacy of Kane because I'm more topical and timely than Mass Effect references. But yeah, clearly. Uh, Gear, Gears of War is also one I think that were like every game they've they've made some pretty good improvements or generally speaking not not all of them but um, <laughs> yeah Gears of War got stuck as all hell in the bog that was talking about the trilogy the game over and over yeah one two and three two Who's and one game? copied again two sucked whoa oh whoa 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 that was one of my dis- most disappointing purchases i will tell you i came home from the best wow. Buy with my little remote control car thing that came with gears of war part two and it was so disappointing so okay. disappointing well anyway my point was that they they changed they they tried new stuff during the trilogy lots of games do it that's <laughs> fine there are lots of good games that try new stuff and i think look they can keep the basics of gotta work because my my problem is even if God of War Ragnarok had an amazing story, if it was like a perfect story, if it was the same game as 2018, but with an amazing story, it would never reach the heights that it is on Metacritic for me and my personal estimation, yeah, right? We like right there. Exactly. We like, yeah, for, for you, oh maybe God. for you, maybe it could be a 10, but for me, it has to, it has to break through kind of the, the expectation that it's going to be the exact same game. Cause I, I just can't get behind a masterpieces should be leading the industry. 
right? And you're not leading the industry if you're just doing something you did before. Uh, that's, See, Travis, that's I disagree idea. fundamentally with you and Ains on this. I think you can take a nine and iterate on it and have something that is very, very similar and make that a 10. I, I disagree with you, your, your kind of 10 criteria there. Um, but this is not that. I, I also... What do you, guys Ar- you know like, what? Actually, the Arkham series is a perfect example that every single game in that trilogy feels totally different. Like they're iterating and evolving every single time and they all feel great. So. The three Arkhams are different. Yep. I, uh, I'm i still recovering from the Gears 2 slander. I, it hurt me straight to my core. Well, we could so. have a full episode on Gears 2 and what you like about it. I have no idea. <sighs> that one hurt. Wow. That one hurt. I'm That's gonna, crazy. going to take time to recover. Your big uh, Gears trilogy is really good. I, I'm surprised. Gears of War trilogy? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I, I've I'm not even joking. I've lost my train of thought because of yeah. commentary on Gears of that War. That takes um, are hard hard to do. Man, I wish I wasn't online or anything. So what Gears Two comes out like it had to be early in my legal career. It was, was two thousand eight. Yep, yeah. early in my legal career. I was and in I'm high the, school. I'm at the old house. Uh, I get it. I play it, and I was like, that was that was nothing. It doesn't have an ending, by the way. Um, <laughs> The final uh, boss. The final boss was the letdown in that game. Agree, but <laughs> the game itself. I, we're not doing gears now. We're not doing gears. We're going to get okay. off track. But what okay. I was going to pose about 2018, right? Uh, gear, uh, God of War 2018. Yeah, we got to watch is, that COW. You brought it into play, man. I know. I know. Um, my thought process. I want to get your guys' honest uh, feedback on this thought process because I've been running this through my head. Is so we get God of War 2018. It gets a mid-90s meta. It's game of the year. You know, it won all the accolades and stuff. My thought process is for this game, for Ragnarok to kind of achieve the same, it would have to expand upon that, right? It can't do. It can't bring the same experience as 2018 four years later and receive the same accolades, in my opinion. Um, I feel like it, would, it needs to improve in areas. It needs to drive some ideas forward. It needs to, to Travis's point, try a few new things. Um, and again, I, I know I've said this just because I like the caveat if I'm super early, but to me so far, it's not doing that. And I'm hoping it does later in the game. But if it if it doesn't, right, if I get through this game and it feels like a rehash of 2018, the nine I gave 2018 will not be a nine for Ragnarok because I, I don't feel that it's it's moved the bar forward at all as a sequel. I don't, does that make sense? I don't know that it had to do a ton more. It had to not feel like a copy. I mean, like it feels like a copy at the top of this Isn't game. Isn't that the like, same thing, though? No, because I think if, if you're making the same fundamental game, right, it's it's got it's Kratos, you're over his shoulder, he's blocking things with shields, he's hitting things with axes. I, I think, let, let, me, let me give an example. Do you think God of War 2, original recipe, was uh, <laughs> an expansion and different enough from God of War 1? I don't remember them well yeah, enough. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember 3 feeling pretty different. 3 was, yeah, well, 3 was weird. Yeah. Uh, So I would argue that two, and then I guess this example doesn't work so well, but two, I would say was a big time expansion of concepts and storytelling and world and everything else to God of War one in what I was looking for. Right. Yeah. That sounds great. Two has the one, you know, the one that has the fight in the fates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And and one one is a very compact kind of six hour jaunt into killing areas. It's been so long since I played. Yeah. I, (laughs) yeah, I don't remember at all. Well, in any event, I would be okay with those are those are very similar kind of games with a few more mechanics in two, um, and I would be okay with very similar kind of games with a few more mechanics in in two here, uh, if it didn't feel so much like I have been here, I have done this. Um, yeah. By the time it's such a mistake to me to have the first three hours 
And then it's almost a bigger mistake to have the very first realm be boat around a lake and hit these spots on beaches because like, that's what you did. That, that was hours and hours and hours. That's what I'm doing right now. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm not intrigued at all. Yeah. I think in an, in an attempt to give the players what they want, studios tend to get, uh, risk averse. And I think that that is a problem because you can look at this and go, yeah, they, they knew what the fans wanted and they give it. And a lot of fans are going to be like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. But my problem is that a lot of times players think that they want something that they don't actually want. Like you might think that you want more 2018 and, and maybe, maybe you are enjoying it. I'm not going to say that you're, you're not, but a lot of for people me, seem to be. the thing, yeah. yeah, a lot of people seem to be, but the thing that's lurking behind that is that we didn't get to see the alternative. We didn't get to see sure. this studio do uh Sony Santa Monica do a uh, a version of God of War where they actually did take chances and tried something new with Ragnarok. And I think probably because they were afraid to do so because they had this presumption of what fans wanted. And to me, like, well, they studios, seem to be right. They seem to be right, but we don't know it. Maybe, maybe it has a 98 on Metacritic if they actually tried some new stuff, you know what I mean? Like we don't know what the alternative is. And so I think sometimes people accept, well, this is the best we can hope for because it's what they did before, but they tweaked and fixed some stuff. I'm okay with iterative changes, but you know, there there's, to me, the ambition of like ch- changing and like building. And I think God of War two is probably a good example. I can't really remember it, but now that I'm thinking of the Arkham series, I think Arkham Asylum to Arkham Knight is a great example of, look, the fans really liked Arkham Asylum, but we're not content with that. We're going to add this other layer. We're going to make a city that you can run around in. And then they took that and they made their game completely different. That is a bold step for a game that was one of people's favorite games ever, right? They, but they, yeah, City you know, is not Arkham Asylum. City yeah, is they were like, we're going to try something totally different. And then Arkham Knight, they're like, let's do it again. Let's just try car. something really different. We're going to add this car and make that a huge part of it. And I, to me, that's how you do a trilogy is like you say, okay, well, we like that, but we're not going to stop there. We're going to, we're going to have even more ambition because I'm going to grant if, you Arkham. Yeah, because if they if they said Arkham Asylum two and it was basically the same game but you fight different bosses, I think fans would have been happy with that because Arkham Asylum is a great game. But I think they didn't know that they wanted Arkham City, and so when you get it, it opens your mind and makes you realize, you know what? I should be upset with with companies that do the formulaic. Here's a sequel, and that's how my brain works. Is when I look at a game and it's just a formulaic sequel, my brain is like. I wish they would have tried something different. I wish they would have shot for the stars because I like to see that even when it fails, I think it's worth the attempt. And so I'm going to use the Arkham trilogy because I, I need a, really I need a reverse versus. I need like a hug or, or something like that. I need a Mortal Kombat uh, friendship. I can't friendship. say it. I can't, oh, say frontality. It I can't say it better than that. So awesome. yeah, oh, no, I think that's well said. You don't know what you didn't get. Yeah, I think that's well said. So um, I know we've been talking about this for a while. I want to talk more about it. Let me read it. So we got 46 votes on this poll. We got 24% think it's amazing. Ragnarok, I'm talking about. 39% think good so far and 37% not overly impressed. And I think uh, we know our community well enough to to know that, you know, we don't get the the clowns here. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I Good so far is minimum. It's good so far. I mean, yeah, good so I'm far, good- not overly impressed, almost seem like synonyms to me yeah yeah i was trying to do it while talking yeah yeah yeah, i'm definitely not overly impressed what i say it is good it's it's got a lot of resources and money thrown at it yeah i i would i would hit good so far but i i think both are true good so far and not overly impressed 
Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to wind up liking Horizon Forbidden West significantly more than God of War Ragnarok, for what it's worth. Yeah, okay. I, I actually think Horizon Forbidden yeah. West made some very noticeable improvements and changes. So I, I, I would say it's not changed to, to zero dawn. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like the same thing where like they just copy pasted. I think they were like, yeah, let's build and expand and do some cool stuff. They got the white run area, which I think is super important to have in, in <laughs> games nowadays, the open world games. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I I don't know. I I liked Forbidden West. Uh, Forbidden West. I've got to get back to it. I've got to. So. Forbidden West is very good. Um, and yes, I would, uh, out of the two that are actually up for game of the year, I would absolutely hand it to Elden Ring over, over Ragnarok. Hmm. Yeah. I that. I you're, you're here first folks. Well, I'm the, it's you know how I feel about Elden Ring and it's not, it's not for me, but you want to talk about things that I'm impressed by Elden Ring. I'm impressed by Elden Ring. I will say like, that is, that feels like a new type of game. We've not gotten anything like that before, which is, which I think which is, is funny is, because it's primarily taking a from game and, and taking the open world game. And saying, yeah. but it's new. I actually, I actually mm -hmm. watched a game design channel the other day that did like a thirty-minute video on Elden Ring, and I, I was vegging out, you know, one of those moments, and I just watched the whole thing about his. They were talking about how certain things are designed and why and all this stuff. And as they went through the game again, I was just reliving all my memories of that game. I'm like, God damn, that game is so brilliant! Like, I, I absolutely adore that game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know when I'm going to get another experience for me that hits me the same way as Elden Ring. And that makes me sad because, man. Um, shout out KK Weston, another new channel member. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. All right. Get that person guys. some emojis, Ains. Uh, they're coming. They're coming. All right. Uh, there's actually some in there now. Um, nice. But they're, they're goofy ones. Uh, Can we get that one things. that uh, Travis uses for your face on his cell phone as an emoji? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. We need actually, that. that that's a good point. We will be adding some Ains, Hogue, Travis, and Dan specific uh, emojis in the future. Wait, really? So, I got to read my contract oh, yeah. here. I don't. Yeah, know. Well, this is. Let's are you allowed to use my likeness no. rights here? We'll uh, talk yeah, about yeah. this back, backstage. Yeah, if I die, are you going to have like a holograph version of me made? To, yeah. Uh, that. By the way, do you know where that photo comes from, Ains? Do you remember that moment? Uh no, I don't. That was when. Um, that was when Hogue said that he liked Resident Evil 6 more than Village. And that was your actual reaction. Like, I, I rewatched that clip because I think you clipped it out. And your reaction was immediately, like, utter shock. Just like, ooh. And I, I just took a screenshot of it. And I have it as one of my uh, background wallpapers. I've been playing uh, Village again with Rose stuff. My vote oh, does cool, not change. Cool. I mean, I, I think the Rose... Yeah, I think that ended up not working out. I told you guys I played that in preview, and my initial thought was sort of like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> um, very good. By the way, they, Christy says, uh, need a versus emoji. Yes, absolutely. I just yeah, got the sure. channel membership set up this week as we kind of transition things over. There, there'll be a lot more coming uh, that you guys can play with while we're talking, so just stay tuned. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, Hogwarts Legacy, guys. Oh, that's kind of... <laughs> We we kind of did our usual where we talked about games playing, but that's what that was the bulk of our show. But I did want to mention Hogwarts Legacy because we got a about a 30 minute showcase this week with a few members of the WB Avalanche development team. Um, and I watched that the other day and I don't know if you guys had time to tune into it and, and kind of check it all out. But they went through a kind of deep dive on the character creation. Then they did a short walk around Hogwarts, kind of some of the key rooms without giving any kind of big things away. And then at the end, they basically showed a kind of a landscape of the open world where you leave Hogwarts and you can go explore. And what mm -hmm. I will say is 
I am not a uh, we talked. I think we've talked about this. I'm not like a Harry Potter guy. That was after my. I'm too old. That was after me. Um, but this we game, the training. more. <laughs> but it it didn't. You didn't grow up with Harry Potter. We didn't grow up with it. We no, were my, but I had a younger it. sister who was really into it. I I was stood in lines for her at malls and things like that. And so yeah, I see, I didn't copies. Target yeah. audience right here. Yeah, yeah. So Travis is right in that ball. I think the first but... book came out when I was in third grade. I was like, I was in that era. Yeah. Wow, that really is. It's right on your right on the button. Yeah. So I was already you know... reading Lord of the Rings though, so I was like, that's baby stuff. <laughs> I was a very pretentious third grader. <laughs> no, yeah. I would never imagine that. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> yeah, I know. But I think um all I wanted to say is really that uh one, I found the presentation to be solid. I was really impressed in what they showed, and I'm glad they went into some detail on some of the aspects. They did say more presentations are coming prior to the February twenty third release date. I'm going they off the top of my this one. Yeah, February tenth, something like that. But I think that um I, I don't know, guys. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of this game. I'm really, really liking it. The fact that you can create down to minute details your own kind of uh student at hogwarts and the attention to detail they're doing and it looks like it's got enough of that kind of uh, mystery and exploration where you can kind of go do your own thing around hogwarts and just think right like harry potter as an ip is gigantic as we know and i don't think correct me if i'm wrong but i don't believe we've had a game that really kind of lets you live that student at hogwarts experience and that seems to be what they're going for here and by all accounts that i can tell as an outside fan looking in uh they seem to be doing a damn good job of it so far with what they've presented it's going to make a fortune i don't know yes. if you saw i um it, it's in the top 10 trending on youtube like this this is not oh. a this is not a flashy presentation this is people on no. a couch going through like the character creation screen that's why i loved it, it. it's millions, like show me the actual game you know it has millions <laughs> of views it has top 10 trending it wb knows what it has here that's why they delayed it that's why they're going to do multiple presentations is they are going to they're going to polish it to within an inch of its life uh Good. I, I think it's i mean this is the kind of thing that could potentially save wb games like <laughs> as an entity uh because they're they're going to be shopped uh the the whole the whole enterprise at WB is being shopped and priced and and yes. looked at across their entire company. Uh, so I'm enthused about it. I thought when they did the state of play that was the long form one back in March. Yep. Uh, it was, was really summer. really impressive. Summer. Yeah. This was better insofar as it like oh that's a game that's a functioning game. And speaking of UIs, it's got a much better UI. It looks uh, great, doesn't it? It, like, it looks it fantastic. Looks yeah. They put money at everything. Um, and it's like, uh, yes, I don't I don't know how the gameplay will be. Travis. Yeah, I was going to say the combat looks a little silly. I don't think it matters. We'll see. But did you hear what they said about it? Like you can have 16 different spells active at one time. They should have just made be... it turn based. But... No, I, see, I don't think it matters. See, this is to me, Travis, I think you're losing the forest for the trees. You think about Red Dead Redemption. You think about Grand Theft Auto. That combat sucks. It sucks, and yet you get to live in that world, and it's that's what amazing. they're aiming at. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But honestly, if turn if it was turn based combat, Hogue, how much more would you be into this game? I would be a lot more into it. But yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm that's what I'm saying. Turn based. It's like me. It's tailor made for turn based combat. The entire person. the entire Hogwarts fantasy is like I cast a spell, you cast a spell. That's like every single. I don't know. I just I think they should have done that. 
I, I think it'll be I think it'll be absolutely fine. You want to talk about things I missed turn based in? We'll get to Final Fantasy 16 at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it looks great. I uh, I'm excited to see more. Uh, they did comment, you know, as they kind of walked out of Hogwarts at the end and they look at this big landscape. They I didn't like that. One of the people on the panels did the old if you can see it you can go to it i'm like nah don't start saying that they had you know? an influencer there with them though i don't even know who said like any given thing so yeah i don't yeah. know who said that but uh they did say that you know that the map is is massive there's tons to explore outside of hogwarts and it i think what's going to be really nice especially for hardcore harry potter fans is it seems like there's a lot of uh, at least again, I'm not one, but it seems like there is a lot of kind of homage paid to the the oh, yeah. the fine details of Harry Potter and the books. Well, how's you guys they, getting sorted in? What's going they on? They clearly knew, you know, what they're doing. It seems like anyway. Well, Someone Travis, you're clearly a Slytherin. Yeah, I am. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even know the houses. That's how much I know Harry Potter. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's like pretty. I know that's Slytherin like, because everyone like always says and you know uh, Gryffindor and, too. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff. Yep. Is that one, one more? Good. One more. It's the last one. Starts with an R. Intellectuals. I'm not going to get it, guys. Ravenclaw. Birds. Ravenclaw. Okay. Thank you. Jury helped me out. I, I, I've seen all the movies because my, my son was in, you know, was into the books and the movies. So, I mean, I, I've seen all the movies, but I, I haven't watched them in years. I, I don't remember them. So. Uh, well, I, I, no, no, I, you? It's... Hufflepuff. Someone uh, called me Hufflepuff. Is that good or bad? <laughs> I, I usually think of myself as Gryffindor. You know, I'm the guy that leaves the big law firm Everybody. after he makes partner to go do, you know, wild things. So, yeah. Everybody thinks themselves as Gryffindor. Classic. I wouldn't expect nothing less. Team Slytherin. What? What? What, do you, what about you, Ains? What, what, are you, what are you? Come on. Sort yourself, I don't know. Bro. R RJ yeah, said I'm going to be, gonna be Hufflepuff. What is Hufflepuff? Is that good or bad? Okay. So, Dumbledore, you know, when they were starting Hogwarts, he pitched... Hey guys, you know how there's four types of children, brave, smart, evil, and miscellaneous. And, uh, you know, the person he was pitching it to was like, go Huffle, on. Hufflepuffs are creatives that love animals and plants. And, oh, okay. <laughs> Don't listen to Travis and his reductive capitalist Marxist explanation. Brave, smart, evil, and miscellaneous. Those are the four. I love the miscellaneous. Yeah, so it's because the Hufflepuffs don't actually have any. There's, there's nobody that's really Hufflepuff facing in the main story, so it's it's okay a little bit randomer. Okay, so then what's Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw like is the intellectuals, smart boys. stars, math, reading. Okay, and then right, because Gryffindor is Gryffindor is like the Gryffindor is primarily brave, courageous. Nox. I think of it as entrepreneurial. Okay, jocks. no, no, no. What, and what then, was that, Travis? They're jocks. That's all they are. It's a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of f boys. That's all I gotta say about them. <laughs> Gryffindor. You know what I am? Slytherin, baby. So what is Slytherin and, supposed to be? Am I just yeah. like a tricky Jew? Is that what they're they're sorting me into? That is that what they're oh, going for? No. What, what is the? I just want to know. I'm not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Slytherin are ambitious, probably to a fault in some cases, okay, okay. and, and seeking it. power, and, and you know, CEOs and government officials types. 
<laughs> Ains doesn't want to appear on camera for this segment. I can't you help know, my picture still associated with me. There yeah, you that's go. true. Exactly. And now, now it seems like official. It's like your stamp on it, your signature. Um, uh, anyway. I don't wow. feel like I fit in any of those four. Is there a fifth option? I mean, you could uh, be you a muggle. Go. Yeah, you're just a muggle. Which um, sounds like a racial slur, to be honest. Yeah, no, the racial slur is uh, mudblood. Blood, some. Yeah, there you go. Mudblood, which is actually. They're, they both sound real bad. I don't know, man. Muggle? Why does muggle sound bad? It's an apartheid. Well, I mean, it's a term that they use to like put down a group of people. It's got two G's in it. I, I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little scared by that word. I got to agree with them. It does sound a little. It sounds a little, I don't know. It sounds questionable to me. Well, like you can go with the very creative American version, which is nomadge. What? That's what they call them, huh? In America, the muggles are wow. Nomads. They're yeah, that's pretty. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. nomadge. That sounds that sounds I'm, like I'm, a that sounds like a, a medicine you take for your, your, your like vagina health. No, you're thinking of uh, a V there. A V. Oh, there. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have very limited interaction with the female anatomy. It's uh, clearly something I'm still figuring out. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone what fully happened? off. What did Travis? Yeah. Did, did, did Travis take a take a little bit of something in the middle of the episode? He's Slytherin. He's Slytherin. See, I'm this Slytherin. is what they I'm do. Just, uh, yeah, um, Slytherin, which is also my my signature sex. Stop move. it. Stop okay, it. all right, we'll move on. What was <laughs> interesting about that presentation, I thought, was how much they focused on the actual space, right? And and it brings to mind the fact that the the name isn't you know your magic fantasy or Harry Potter's anything. It's it's Hogwarts legacy. They clearly focused on the. This is the it's it, it's very similar to Grand Theft Auto calling their stuff San Andreas or Vice City or something else. It's, it's your this is the place, it's the world that we're selling to you. Uh, and so I anticipate it to be an absolute blockbuster. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think it's I cool. think you're right that uh they're gonna kind of double down on the marketing, the presentations, they're gonna build up to this release largely. And it's very clear because this game's been delayed for years. I mean, there the, I saw yeah, I think I'm not leak like Four years ago, three I, years I, ago? I, I said before that I saw the banner for this game at 2019 Z3. So, I yeah. mean, this has been in development for a very long time. And it's, and it was rumored I mean, for like way before that. Like, I think, yeah, so someone uh, on one of the blog posts who's working on the game said, I, I've been working on this game for over five years now. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a long term development, big budget game. And, and I'm happy to say from what we've seen, it looks it. I mean, you can see it on the screen um it so looks very we'll see nice. we'll see um we got uh just to quickly mention we did get the announcement this week although which was kind of weird because i thought well, they already announced this that control 2 is now in development uh remedy entertainment came out and said that they've reached an agreement with 505 games 505 games will publish the game uh and remedy and 505 are going to co-develop control 2 it has an initial budget of 50 million euros i don't you know, what have you. Uh, but they said this is still in the early stages. But am I losing my mind? Didn't we get the Control 2 announcement like six months ago? Earlier? We did not. You're thinking of Alan Wake 2. Uh, I know Alan Wake 2. Control 2 uh, was announced only insofar as Remedy had a uh, statement that said we yeah. are in a co-publishing arrangement for a known IP follow-up. Right, okay. Line, which we okay. all assumed was Control 2. I think we, that's what it was. We kind of assumed it was Control 2. I got you. Okay, so it's official now Break anyway. Too? That's too bad. Yeah, well, my, the, Remedy burned its bridges with Microsoft, or Microsoft burned its bridges with Remedy. Either way, um, yeah. no. 
I uh, I think that game gets a bad rap. I like Quantum Me too. Break. Can I just want to break? I, Oh, I, I think Quantum it was Break. a good a good experiment. It, they could have built yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. I like Quantum Break. Um, it doesn't have an ending. I mean, it is a kind of constant problem with some of these. Well, games. it's a t- it's about time travel. Okay, how could it have an ending? Time is I, a circle. Okay. It, well, if you're gonna give me a, again, it's this is a game focused on narrative, right? I mean, like they they made TV shows. They, they had Littlefinger. Okay. They Don't focus on Ill. narrative, and then they get to the end, and they're like, bah, yeah. yeah no, I, <laughs> I, I I I have serious problems with that game, but I just really liked the. Uh, the ambition they tried something new i like quantum break i like quantum break a lot more than control really control i gave a four (laughs) i'm not a big i wasn't huge on control a four is oh i was pretty i was pretty huge on control i really like that i love remedy remedy is one of my favorite companies i like almost everything they've done alan wake is in my top 10 of all time control was like they spilled coffee on their keyboard in the middle of the story and all in a day bruh i mean you have to read all of the pieces of paper to understand the story if you read all the pieces of paper you still have a junky story the actual narrative plot of the game is nothing what (laughs) (laughs) you you have made travis unable to speak that takes talent hoag nani Okay. <laughs> Look, I think Control had some nice advancements. Again, Travis, you value gameplay more than I do. So I think it had some nice adv- advancements in battling things uh, in Control. So uh, the but the, ac- the actual yeah. story was lame. I don't know. I, I really don't think you can fight that so much. I mean, like, the brother I like the is... Story. It, I mean, I, I thought it was, like, you know, surreal and, like, weird Illuminati-esque with the org that you're running around in. But, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I was reading... That was one of the few games I've actually read every scrap of paper because I felt like... You kind of had to to really I, I thought they did a good job explaining it but it was one of those games where like you can tell they were afraid of forcing you to see the story in case you didn't want to deal with that because there's you got to like there's at least some people that are just running through just to fly and do magic powers but yeah, and there's 20 oh, no, I, I like dialogue per person to explain their world which is yeah. relatively nothing and i don't like that they demystified alan wake i don't think that's a good choice but uh, yeah, we, can, we can separate them <laughs> yeah i didn't I, didn't I liked that. that a lot. Alan Wake. I, I liked that they kind of gave like a it's in the same universe canon. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Mm. It was cool. I just liked that um, it was so weird. It was such a weird game. The story was, was really surreal and, and, and creepy and, and strange. It, it was just. I, uh, I by the way, I like this comment from Tojax who says, I love seeing Hogue being slowly descending into degenerate territories through D&D and BitCast. Gets my full approval. <laughs> nice. I'm a happy fam- family friendly channel. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> fair enough all right so we got that announcement and one thing you know we had to uh mention this week Hogue, because i want to get your commentary on it is our next iteration of as the acquisition turns oh so this week uh and i haven't paid a lot of attention to this i don't know anything about it so i'll just set you up and you can knock it down so we saw a comment on twitter from someone working with in the cma uh, I think at a higher, European go ahead, you, you give us the context. You're better at this. Yeah. So European commission guy comes out. I was actually, this, this tweet was so ridiculous. I actually had to check to see if it was an Elon Musk fake. Uh, Cause if you're on Twitter at all, whoo boy. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I had to check that, but he basically comes out with a tweet that says commission is working hard to make sure that you can play call of duty on your systems, including my PlayStation. Now from a legal perspective, the European Commission has just entered into phase two investigations. They have not made any conclusions as of yet. Uh, and if you have somebody even re- loosely affiliated with the commission saying, this is what the commission is going to do, 
It's going to make sure you get to play Call of Duty on your PlayStation. Well, on the legal side, that is making an assertion of, of what the conclusion of an investigation that hasn't happened yet is going to be. So, great. It's uh, not going to look great if it does go to trial. Well, way. it's it, it's not. And that's people were asking me, well, this is what, what does this do? I said, well, OK, so it's not going to make the case. This is some dude. Um, but it is going to look awful. It looks awful for the commission. It looks awful. Uh, and so not only do you make that assertion, you also say, you know, I'm going to make sure I can get Call of Duty on my PlayStation. Understand that the role of the commission, the role of the CMA, the role of the FTC is to ensure that competition survives. Not that any given competitor does and certainly not that the commissioner themselves is happy with the outcome, uh, right? So this became a big thing. And then he goes out there with making it worse, right? Oh, crisis communication tip, folks. Sometimes you just have to shut up. It doesn't feel good. You're going to have articles written about you. You're going to have comments in your DMs, whatever. Sometimes shutting up is the right answer. And this guy said, no, no. As you can tell from my profile, I was not speaking for the commission. Bro, bro. Yes, you put those in your profiles because your employer says that when you say I like Rocky Road ice cream or or, or I like I like Resident Evil 6 better than Village, it doesn't get attached to your law firm or whatever. You have that disclaimer out there. But when you say something about what your employer is doing, it's done so. You can't the disclaimer doesn't get you out of that. And so he's been having a rough time. I suspect his social media privileges are going to be stripped uh, by his employer. But this is what people were reacting to. I don't think it's, you know, I'm not a console warrior. So the folks that are taking oh, this tells it's all sham. It's all shady. It's like, it's some dude who slept probably <laughs> three minutes out of school saying commission is going to make sure it's all okay. Yeah, fine. All right. But it did look very bad for them. And I think if it comes up in a fight, yes, Microsoft's going to, going to bring it up. That's it. Nothing big. That's simple. Yeah. yeah it's it was it's a one really person bad. who spoke out of turn with bad commentary. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to what Hogan and I have been talking about a lot when this comes up, which is like all the posturing and the not really doing your job, but making people think that you are through social. That's very, uh, the European yeah. Commission put out their phase two stuff. I talked about it in virtual legality. Uh, they have a ridiculous uh, angle on their attack about the operating systems, which you can go and watch that video. But uh, outside of that, it's 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 exactly where you would expect it to be. Uh, the CMA and the FTC and the EC are maybe rattling their sabers a little bit more than would be expected. I fully expect the deal to go through next year with concessions on Call of Duty because Microsoft said basically in February, we're happy to make sure Call of Duty stays on PlayStation, which is telling the regulators what they're willing to agree to as a consent decree. So even though I have 43 episodes in virtual legality on this topic, for the most part, what I said on January 18th of 2022 has held for 10 months now and nothing has changed. Yeah, PlayStation will continue to get Call of Duty just now through Game Pass. No, that's not going to happen. But there, <laughs> there's going to be a consent decree for there's going to be a consent decree for a period of years because Microsoft said it was fine with them. So, I'm sure they will. Yeah. So they'll make that they'll put that in the contract. Five years, three. So they offered Sony five. Um, I'd say seven. Seven. That makes sense. Interesting. Okay. That's enough time for them to develop a shooter to. Right, seven is a full generation. I think you can tie it to the average generation <laughs> length, and you can say, Sony, if you can't get your crap together by then, it's not our problem. Yeah. Okay. Which is going to be interesting. I know we've um, 
we've talked about it, but with Sony driving towards developing some of these uh, live service games and multiplayer games, I'm very curious to see what they actually come out with in the next few years. <clears throat> I don't have a lot of faith in Sony coming off of God of War. <laughs> Is it the PSVR 2? <laughs> that and would hurt PSVR you. Too. So uh, what, what is Sony's last couple months? This is why I get called an Xbox in my space. What is, the, what is their last couple months? Price raise with a freaking note that says, things cost more now. Really, bro? You're telling this to your consumer base. Nice. PSVR 2 with no announcements. By the way, did you see they launched a PSVR 2 portion of the store, Travis? So yeah. with only the 11 things they named, you know what's not even on there? The Horizon game. I gotta <laughs> assume. Really- I gotta assume that they're they're going to do a second uh, yes. state of play where they introduce yeah. a bunch of games, and we'll see. Yes, Travis, that's got to be the case. They're not insane. Yeah. They're not insane. Yeah. If they if they do that, I will. I mean, like I said, I think it's 50-50 odds that this thing goes down in flames. But uh, we don't need to get into I'm a gonna... PSVR two. Yeah. No, we we had that discussion last no, no, it's week. Fine. Yeah. But like God of War, uh, you know, I, I guess Horizon is their big win for me this year. I enjoyed Gran Turismo, but. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, this was, if you actually break it down, I played so many fun things, but not from any of the major players. I, I played all this kind of other that's, stuff. That's my thing. That's why you're not an Xbox, right? Because you're saying, I don't like all these decisions PlayStation's making. Xbox only looks good by comparison because they've done nothing. And when, nothing this year. When, play, when PlayStation's crushing it, everybody looks at Xbox like, wow, you suck, you're doing nothing. But when PlayStation's doing bad things, they're like, wow, Xbox great job keep doing nothing it's like they're not their strategy hasn't changed they're that's just right. sort of well waiting. that's one of the things i get into my comments and i i tell them i said the next time xbox makes a thing that i think is a problematic or messaging or whatever i will let you know but i'm i'm on their side against the the, the kind of sometimes crazy analysis of the regulators right this second as a corporation and then they haven't said anything on making video games this year they just kind of have been keeping their head down Oh, and everything they had for this year as, delayed. I mean, yeah, they're trying yeah, to secure their position as like number seven in the gaming market, so that the the acquisition has a better chance of going through. They are. I mean, <laughs> that's part of the game here, though, right? It's like we yeah. are so. Oh, they take out the walking stick. They got the old. They got the Game of Thrones old guy that's walking yeah. around. I barely know where I am. Oh, yeah. Satya Nadella calls up the regulators and says, "Are we in games? I had no <laughs> idea." Yeah. But don't don't be fooled. That cane is actually a cane sword. He's gonna take it off. And... Well, that's why I use the Game of Thrones yeah. reference because he goes in his room and he he straightens up and he's like, "Fine." It's like, yeah, yeah I, Microsoft is definitely trying to undersell its ability to compete on this stuff. Uh, and yeah. I was gonna say, if you missed us last week, we uh, we talked about PSVR at length as well. So if you if you want to hear our thoughts on that, uh, that was a fun one. Was that last yeah. week or two weeks ago? That was last week, right? That was last, last week. Lucas is track of time. Anyway, that's all I got. You're old. All right. No, that's good. That's good context. I didn't, you know how Twitter is, right? So I see a million posts about people blowing up about these comments and it's like, I'll probably do a video on it tomorrow, but it'll be a short one because I do think it's worth commenting on. It is a very poor look for a government regulator like that. You have to be better than that. And I'm not saying that it's going to, I'm, I am not saying that they're corrupt and they're bought and it's all over. It's optics. You cannot optically look like that as a regulator. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. All right. I think, um, <clears throat> yeah, we, uh, so player, player, live video. Uh, is it going to be live? I think he's asking, Hogue. I think that's what he's referring to. You doing that live? Oh, 
You know, I have to play those by ear every day. I honestly don't know whether I'll do videos at all tomorrow because I'm still my my voice has made it through this episode, but it's it's not great. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Sorry. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if he's in the chat anymore, but I want to shout out uh, one new uh, uh, channel member. God, my mind. Channel member Michael Jam. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, I appreciate you. And uh, as I said, stay tuned as we add more and more stuff for channel members in the future. All right. That's going to go ahead and wrap us up. Uh, Jupiter asked, did I play the Modern Warfare 2 campaign? Did I like it? Uh, I have not. No. I I started it. I got about 15 minutes in, and I felt like going to play something else. So <laughs> I'm just not a, a Call of Duty campaign guy. It doesn't do a lot for me nowadays. I'm too... Play, shooting AI doesn't do a lot for me. I prefer Whoa. to play multiplayer. Yeah, it's just not competitive enough for me. So, um, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, it seems that it seems that most people really enjoyed it, though. I can tell you that almost everyone I've I talked like to both. really liked it. So, shoot some AI and then shoot some people. It's good. Good times. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, a couple things to mention real quick. So, we did have, a, like I said, our first season gaming Halo community night last night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I streamed it, and we're going to be doing those more more often with uh, all kinds of crazy modes and maps and things in the future. So, if you like that, stay tuned to my Twitter and season gaming, and we'll uh, you're welcome to join. Anyone is welcome to join and jump in, and it's all fun. It's not sweaty games. It's just for fun. So, I had a good time last night. Keep an eye for that. Uh, got a review for a big game this week. I can't say literally anything about it, but just stay tuned to uh, my Twitter and the site uh, because uh, you're probably interested in it, I would imagine, if you're watching this show. And then um, that's about it, I think, on my side. So, uh, Travis, I'll start with you this week, man. What you got going on? Yeah, I've got a review for the biggest game this week, um, which I can't talk about. Goat Simulator 3, obviously. <laughs> um, not Pokemon, <laughs> not Pentiment, not any of those stuff. Yeah, it's just that. Um, no, I've, I've got that. I'm um, working on a preview I can't talk about. I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm out there. Doing I'm stuff. replaying Half-Life Alex in my spare time. I'm uh, pro- Mostly because of the conversation we had last week, I was like, I really should play that game again. Um, nice. And then, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Travis. And uh, you like Destiny? I don't. I talk about it, though. You can <laughs> watch me do that on Thursdays. All right. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Hope. Well, as uh, Ain said, I have a lot of shows on my channel. We just had the penultimate episode of Lawyers and Dragons Season 1 this past week, so you can check that out. We will have the season finale next Saturday, and we'll do Hangouts and Headlines at least a number of times this week. I'm not sure whether there will be one tomorrow. I'm still basically deciding on that. Uh, and Virtual Legality is whenever things pop up, so we're still having a fun time. Check it out at the Hoglaw YouTube channel and on my Twitter at Hoglaw. Not verified because I don't subscribe to Twitter Blue. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, guys. I did forget, too, that I did. Uh, for, it was for Patreons originally, but it's live now on the channel for everyone. I did a video on Xbox uh, that is about some of the comments, some of the fiscal results and some of the commentary uh, Phil Spencer has had on Game Pass, some of the percentages, the market values, those types of things. So um, that is up and live on the channel. A lot of good feedback on it so far. So if you enjoy just a quick analysis from my perspective of where xbox sits with game pass and what they're doing with uh game releases in the future that's up on the season gaming channel as well uh chat you've been awesome today and we got a late super chat from mr rob frawley the second coming in at the last minute ten dollars super chat he says thanks for the show today appreciate the opinions of everyone always a good time all the best panel rob you're awesome man thank you so much appreciate that 
And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys in chat, man. Always good interactions. Even when we say stupid stuff, you're here to laugh with us and, uh, you know, and just enjoy it. So if you're checking this out uh, after the fact, appreciate you as well. Please leave a comment. Let us know what you think. And uh, like I said, if you have questions for us or anything you want to post, put that in the comments as well. And, uh, you know, I pull some of those out so we can talk about them in future shows. Other than that, it's been a blast as always, guys. Love chatting with you. Always a good laugh. Dan should be back next week. We'll get everyone together. And uh, we will talk a little more about God of War Ragnarok next week, uh, along with some other games. So until then, have a good week, everyone. Peace.